Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What up, what up? I had a brain freeze. <laughs> like a legitimate like brain freeze. I'm like, Yo. I'm like, where am I? It's because you still the fucking Vegas. Yo. Introduce yourself. Vegas was such a good time, man. Right, oh, before you start with your, God, with your silliness. Man. Shenanigans. Um, what up? It's uh episode seventeen, the Rose Podcast ever. It's your boy C Diddy. Man makes me sick. It, it is seventeen. It's episode seventeen. Oh, we are dang. ten. Episodes past what it takes to make the criteria and we're lit to be a real podcast, and we stupid lit like stupid numbers lit. is dumb off the charts. Yeah, S- stupid, dumb, ignorant lit. I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah, now I just need somebody to give us some money because we are for sale, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely for sale. In case you were wondering, yeah. uh, we are for sale. Um, the good news is we will have pre-orders up for merch by the end of the week. Definitely, that is a promise. Uh. I don't know the website yet. I haven't purchased the domain, but uh, it will we, be. We were throwing around <laughs> titles earlier. Yeah, we were throwing around trpemerch.com. Uh, don't go to that domain just yet. Yeah. Uh, and if you're out there, don't buy it and then try to sell it to me. I'm just going to buy another domain. Yeah. Um, we're not loaded like that. But, uh, yeah, merch will be uh, pre-order, available for pre-order starting the end of the week, probably Thursday or Friday. Uh, T-shirts, hats. Dad hats. Dad hats. Maybe a bucket. I want a bucket. <laughs> I saw, uh, fan of the bucket. I saw that Reebok bucket. <laughs> he was, I was like, like, yeah, I need a bucket. I was like, that's kind of fresh. Shout yeah. out to Bugsy. I'm, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to get me a TRP bucket. When the winter come around, I'm, I'm doing, I'm going like all out. Like uh, Drake does the OVO coats. Yeah. Like the uh, the the baseball jackets. TRP. Letterman joints. Letterman. Yeah, I'm definitely going to put one of those on. It's so necessary. Yeah. Um, what's been up, man? I was, uh, I was out of town for the last three days attending a wedding yeah. in Las Vegas. Not your typical Vegas wedding. It was actually at the Primrose Garden at the Wynn Hotel. It looked nice. Very nice, beautiful wedding salon. They have a whole alley of wedding salons, mm-hmm. like 10 different ones. Yeah. And they all have, like, different themes and shit. Like, that was that was crazy. That was a beautiful wedding. Shout out my cousin Al and uh, his beautiful wife, Kylie. Congratulations. Um, you have a lot of balls, my friend. You're getting married. Matt's getting married soon. I'm not going to have the... Uh Khalil Kane curl. Al, that <laughs> you Al, all had a curly top. No, Al had the Raheem. <laughs> I won't have that. I would love to. Uh, you know, I might throw on one of those uh, those wild ass. You see them on Instagram, like it's a bald nigga, and they spin him in a chair, and they come back, and he got a crazy yeah. wavy situation. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I might get one of those for the wet. I get the curl cap. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> with the fade on the side. Like, let me get a number three with a little bit of the number four on the side. You know all right, that's going to be $187, <laughs> big man. Them Jones is way more than that. They look five, 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 six hundred dollars. That's crazy. Dog. My girl was showing me like the 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 wig units. The girls, yeah. they're like thousands. Like Beyonce Jones, like five, six grand. She yeah, like, I know. that shit is crazy. That's why I just get me a shave, a razor. <laughs> go to town. Take care of a freezer <laughs> for the freezy. For the freezy. So yeah, man, I was out of town. I was in Vegas. Uh, ignorance Friday, wedding Saturday, dinner followed by more ignorance. Sunday woke up. Uh, lunch with my Miami Connects ignorance. I was in bed by 10 o'clock last night because it was fucking straight balls to the wall from like 3 until 9.59. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a blast at fucking rehab. Best time I ever had 
on any vacation, especially Vegas, though. And I'm thinking about moving to Vegas. Yeah, we talk about that. Often. Yeah, we talk about that often. I talk about. I, I, I gotta get the fuck out of Vegas. I, I love it. You I know gotta get the fuck out of here. My haven. Trying to you be. I'm, I'm trying to be a uh, Los Angeles adjacent, but not part of all of the fake shit in Los Angeles. So it's like. That's, that's a great way to I, I I told my girl Like if I had my choice It'd be Las Vegas or Seattle You know what yeah. I'm saying Like just somewhere over there Yeah West Coast I mean? But not like The pretentious LA bullshit Yeah And it's like You in the mix And then it's like The nigga driving the BMW And he got the rollie on But like The rollie is a prop And then like The BMW is his <laughs> man shit <laughs> it's, it's like Philly <laughs> on steroids You know what I'm it's like the rollie is a prop. <laughs> the, it's like a prop rollie <laughs> from like a fucking Migos video and shit. <laughs> and he hold, hold. Let me see that drone real quick. What's that? I'm saying he's I remember like a little lion ass shit. little nigga from around the way. He had like three little gold chains on or whatever. And he was like, "Yeah, man, niggas hating you." I'm saying because I done cashed out and like, bought me some motherfucking Blowed chains up. and shit. And Ross looked at me. He was like, "It's fool's gold." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fool's, fool's goal, goal is always <laughs> hilarious, no matter oh, in what shit. context. Fool's goal. Fool's goal. I remember I, some guys uh, that I knew. They uh, they all popped up. It was like ten of them, and they all had these fucking chains on, and they actually looked pretty good. And I'm talking to one. I'm like, "Yo, man, that's a nice chain. Uh, you know, where, how much you pay for that, John? Like seven, eight hundred? He's like, "No, nah, man, buck twenty five. They gave us a good deal, man. We bought like thirty of these shows." <laughs> I'm like these shits have diamonds in them. Like yeah. no, no way these are real. That's crazy. Shit is crazy. Oh man, but yeah, we're we're back now. We are, we are back. Uh, yo, people were mad as shit. Today. Yo, people like yo, where the fuck yo. is that? Like I got cursed out a good seven times. Easily DMs on my Twitter timeline. Everything like. You know when they when you're not responding, they come right to me. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's Monday. I'm bored as shit. What's going on? I'm like, look, man. We're trying to get Chad out of fucking rehab. <laughs> what do you want from me? The fuck? I'm like, when he gets back, we're going to have it up for y'all. You know yeah, what I'm man. saying? So here we are. Weekend was crazy. Yeah. I seen some things, man. Seen some things. Was that's a part of some other things. That's dope. Crazy weekend. My weekend was fucking <laughs> Hell weekend. Hell weekend. Bat the mover. <laughs> I'm never moving again. Like, honestly, like I said it last time, like, I'm never moving again. I'm definitely... Yo, moving is the worst shit on earth Other than like getting it, like a like, toothy dicks up Next time I'm hiring Caucasian workers Yeah they gonna be prompt early Like I did way too much You know what I'm saying Way too much I had to put icy hot patches on my back paid, I felt like Shaq Basically night. paid niggas to help you As opposed to hiring a moving company Which is what you thought you did Crazy You know what I'm saying <laughs> You wanna talk about it No <laughs> No uh, right. It's over I'm mentally disconnected <laughs> from it it's like it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Holy shit. But no, no, what's crazy is though, um, shout out to the um the 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 people that emailed us, man. Literally I posted the shit earlier, you posted it. We got like twenty seven new questions in the email. And um, you know, we'll get to that later. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We'll get to some of that. Yeah, I'm sitting here, I just uh was going to uh check a text message and I just found out that uh part of the wedding party were slipped a Molly yesterday. At rehab, so it was good times all around. Yeah, you know what I'm saying lit. everybody's having a good time, and it reminds me of that fucking episode of uh, sh- what is the name of that show? Shameless. You ever seen Shameless on yeah. Showtime? It's a good ass show. I watched like seven seasons of that shit in three weeks. Okay. It's a hell of a show. That's but, how I'm doing uh, billions. Yeah, I gotta watch fucking billions from last night. It was it lit? Did I didn't watch, watch it? it yet. All right. Well, me and Matt gotta watch. My it. cable isn't hooked up yet. Oh fuck. Yo, they're not these motherfuckers. I. Call them. They they put the commercial out. Transferring <laughs> your service yeah. is one two three. It's not one two three. It's you, one two three four five six seven eight nine ten you, eleven you make twelve. The, when when I saw the shit online, like yo, 
pick the day, which was like tomorrow, coming in between 11 to 1, it's just a request. They got to call you and confirm the shit, and then I missed the call. So I'm thinking that they were going to be there like today. This was a couple of days ago. Terrible. To like set it up. But then I'm they like, oh, no, nah, because you didn't confirm yet. And I'm like, well, when's uh. the next confirmed date? they like, well, we have May 18th. I'm like, <laughs> uh, bitch, no. You do know it's 430. <laughs> I'm like, what the Not fuck? time either. The date, motherfucker. I'm thinking like, yo, maybe you was going to say like we could have somebody there tonight before nine no this bitch said may 18th so then i had to call she hung up on me because i started cursing and called back i got a real nice black lady she had two names like one of like anime i can't remember but she helped me out and um they're coming on wednesday thursday so whatever it beats may 18th it beats may 18th (laughs) that beats that with a fucking stick yeah that's the that's the nut shit of moving i remember when i moved to my spot now where I'm at. And, and you uh, had some movers for me, and then you didn't have some movers Yeah, for no, me. they fucking stopped the company. Uh, fucking Andre decided to disband the fucking company and shit, and I guess he's doing something more productive than moving people. Yeah. When my when the worker was supposed to be there at 10 a.m., when he showed up at 1 with Yeezys on, on Yeezys. I, I, knew, I knew he was still because I could change right quick and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you got a bathroom, big man? Yo. I mean, this is my residence. This is where I live. There is a bathroom here. <laughs> can I use that, John? We just I need to change it because shit? we're moving. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. I can use that, John, right fast, bro? Yeah, but we're over it. We've, <laughs> we got everything done. I went to the casino last night to unwind. You know, my comps is through the roof. I went yeah. and got some uh, some orange chicken and just relaxed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Seriously, I went to the Asian Bistro in the casino. <laughs> like, I, I just need a break. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, we're over that. We're here. Realest podcast ever. Chad is back. I'm done moving. Let's I'm not going nowhere for a couple weeks. I was gonna go to Atlanta. I'm for, going for to Rugs Weekend. I'm going to Virginia, and then I'm going to it's Virginia. We got somewhere else we're going to. Oh, California. I'm thinking about that. That's later yeah, on. Though. That's August. the summer. Yeah, but I'm going to Virginia in like a month. So. Okay. We'll yeah, I was gonna go to Atlanta in two weeks, but uh, for Rugs Weekend. But I, I'm not gonna do it because if I don't get the same. Ultra VIP treatment that I just got in Vegas. I don't want to be a part of that shit. So it's like, if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's, all the nigger outings not coming. Don't invite me. Not coming. Don't ask me. Yo, you coming down? Not coming. Not coming. I can understand that. You know what I am going to do, right? I'm going to go to fucking Miami in probably like another three weeks or whatever and hang with my fucking Miami connects because if he fucking had that phenomenal pool. Yeah, fucking right. You know, I fly free. Yeah. I I was going to come. That's the crazy part. I said the other day when I realized it was like not just wedding because I was on the tip. Like, like, there's shit going on. You was like, yeah, I'm going for a wedding. And then I realized who all was going. And I saw him like, this is like a party with a (laughs) wedding somewhere in the mix. (laughs) I'm like, damn. And I told you, I'm like, yo, I'm about to call, chalk all this moving shit and just yeah. fly out real quick. Listen, out of, I a 70, pic, I was pissed. I out of a 72-hour weekend, two hours was wedding time. The rest of that shit was free forum, like, do what you want to do and shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And we was strip club Friday, wedding. We went to Sushi Samba Saturday. Food is fucking crazy. Uh, then we went to Dre's with Migos. And then rehab. I was on stage with Kevin Hart in, uh, in, in my Miami Connects, who shall remain nameless. 
because I don't want y'all hitting them up, asking for free comps and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> I seen Rob was like, you're looking down at all the poor people. I was I'm like, like, yes. Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> I was cracking up. It's fucking disgusting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, can't, I can't deal with this shit. You know what I'm saying? I got 10, uh, I got 10 bottles of, of comp liquor. I can't be bothered with you motherfuckers. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. All right, let's get to this dumb shit uh, that you sent me. <laughs> so. All right, we're going to start the show on a high note. Kendrick Talk. Damn is still uh, super duper performing on the charts. He's like 233 the second week. Um, all 14 songs on the album charted. He's the fifth artist in history to do that. The other four, Drake, Bieber, Weekend, Beatles. Wayne never did that. I thought he did. I thought the Carter Three did. I, I honestly, I, I I thought the Carter Three and the Carter Four did. Mm. So maybe that report I read was skipping Wayne or something like that. You sent me a couple things in here that like aren't like all the way true. How so? they're true, but all not all the way. Well, this I mean I was uh, did some re- I did some research on this. Um, lowest charting song um, of the fourteen is number sixty three. Now that's crazy. Like, the fact that you got all 14 songs almost in the top 50, and up, yeah. that's dope as shit. Um, he has the number one single in the country, Damn. He took out uh, Ed Sheeran for the number one song. Um, he also has the number four song in the country. Damn isn't a song. I'm like, sorry, it, Be I'll, Humble. Be Humble, that's what be I'm humble. saying. D- be Humble from Damn. Yeah. Um, DNA is the number four song in the country. Um, and they say he's the first rapper to ever have two lead singles in the top five on Billboard 100. Now, that's where it was wrong. Because T.I. did it. When T.I. dropped. Did he have, were they lead singles? I'm about to tell you. He dropped no matter what, uh, from Paper Trail. He dropped no matter what. It wasn't an official single. He just dropped it like on some, putting it out. Yeah. But the first official lead single was Whatever You Like, number one song in the country. Mm-hmm. His second official single was Swagger Like Us, was number five in the country. And then his third lead, third official single was The Joan with Rihanna. Uh, well, was that the nigger chart or the pop chart? Pop, I'm telling you, I was looking at it yesterday. It's the top, they were the top. I remember like, they the uh whatever you like got moved. I know whatever out. you like was number one like, for a while. Whatever you like went back up to number one, yeah. and then live your life knocked it out. And he was like the first rapper ever to have like his number one get knocked out by another yeah. number one and shit. But yeah, like his first three joints from Paper Trail were retardedly crazy. Yeah, they were both they were all top five and uh on the Hot 100. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So well, when the, I, the report that I he's saw, only per, only person I think of that that has done that shit. Yeah, the other, they said the uh, the other two artists that they named that did this were Bieber and the Chainsmokers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Kendrick statistics. So with that being said, two weeks ago on this show, I said Drake is in trouble from an artistic standpoint. Matt and Clint both looked at me like I had two fucking heads. Now that Kendrick has the numbers. And the performance, he's doing Drake shit now. You say what? This is what I say. Are we still talking about an artistic standpoint? Or are we talking about from a numbers game? Because from a numbers game, no, Drake's never in trouble. And this is what I was going to say. I actually looked at this shit earlier. And it's crazy to me that it's like, yo, this was just March. Drake dropped most more life in March. In a single day, he broke Spotify and Apple records. 63 million downloads on Spotify, 89.9 million downloads on Apple. Mm-hmm. That was a month and a half ago. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying as far as the numbers game. No, he's not in trouble. Artistically, though, I get what, and I agree to you. Yeah. Like, yeah, Drake is, he's not, and we, I don't know if you listen to Carl in the voice chat. We was going at it yesterday about No, I missed that because I was drunk. Drake is, <laughs> Drake isn't. <laughs> Like, Carl, like, yo, he's an entertainer. 
And I'm like, I understand that. Yeah, but he raps. He does rap. He raps very good. He raps at a high level. He raps great. Kendrick is, to me, it's like it's the it's the the straight equivalent of Nas when he finally got Lauryn Hill on If I, I Rule the, the World. Yeah, like Nas he figured it out. Nas first album, the lyrical intellect that he showed off on Illmatic, you're never gonna see again. Yeah. It was crazy, but it wasn't commercially successful. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It eventually went platinum and double platinum exactly. because people were like, oh. But have you heard this? But you got to look at like it was 93, 94. Yeah. Biggie dropped. Bad Boy was it. But then you look at If I Rule the World, two million albums. So it's like Jesus Christ. It was Yo, like, you damn. Know, I, so I, that's kind of what I look at like Kendrick. Like I went back and looked at the numbers for fucking uh, It Was Written. He sold four million albums. Yeah. He sold like 568,000 copies Duh, the first week. I remember that If I Ruled the World shit. I was, I was going to. Uh, I remember buying that CD. I was going to West Philly, um, 52nd Street, YMCA summer camp. I remember they used to play. Oh, the, the Y. Yo, shout out Pepsi. That was our <laughs> counselor. I remember. That and uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Crossroads, yeah, and LL Cool J, the Who Do You Love, the Lounging. It was oh. excuse me, that was all they fucking played. Yeah. That that if I rule the world shit was huge. So I look at damn like Kendrick doing Be Humble and DNA. He he's gonna do songs like Duckworth. He's gonna do songs like XXX. Yeah. He's gonna do songs like Loyalty. It's no way around that. He's just that good at rapping. Yeah. But for him to do songs like DNA, where it's like I play that every morning now. I don't normally play Kendrick songs every fucking morning. You know what I'm saying? They just don't happen. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's dope to see him do that. But from, like, a number standpoint, hell no. Like, Drake. I was reading this shit yesterday. Drake has the most charted songs among solo artists, 154, in the history of Billboard Hot 100. The most simultaneously charted Hot 100 songs in a single week, 24. And the most Hot 100 debuts in a single week, 21. Like, Drake literally, from a yeah. number standpoint, hell no. He's about to fucking host the NBA awards. Like yeah. from that side, hell no. Yeah. But from rapping and showing off, like rap god, yeah, Kendrick. I, I said it before. He's a way better rapper yeah. than Drake. But that doesn't Drake always that doesn't always get you where you need to go. No, like, and I, I was thinking about it today when I was driving here. Mm-hmm. Um, what song was I? Oh, the 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 um the Khaled John he just did. Uh, Drake. Um. Fuck me for free, that shit. Yeah. It's like, and I, I'm listening to the first verse, and I'm thinking about my Instagram and Twitter and how many times I saw stomach on flat flat. Yeah. I mean, like, Drake drops a rap. It's just like like Clint said, I can't think of no, no quotables from Kendrick. And I feel yeah. like Drake is what Fab tries to be. Yo, when you said the stomach on flat flat shit, that's exactly what came in my head. Like, is that Drake executes what Fab tries to. Exactly. It's like what Fab does without the cheese on it. It's, it's almost like they co- they come at it from opposite ends. Like, Fab looks at Instagram and tries to figure out what's going to be catchy because of Instagram. Right. Drake is like, this shit is fly, and bitches is going to use it on their Instagrams. Yeah. And niggas, too, like, uh, last year I had beef, not right now. I saw that 50,000 right. times. And the, I'm just like, the whole fucking song is quotables. Yeah. That's kind of what the difference is between Drake and Kendrick. Yeah. And that, look at Jay-Z and Nas. And if you want to go all the way back to, like, Rakim and KRS-One, like, it was just a difference in Jay-Z and Nas. Like, yeah. Nas is, he did Rewind. Yeah. At From the same time that people, Jay-Z. People are going to hate that. We agree on this. But people are going to hate that Nas, technically, as a rapper, what it calls to be a rapper, 
Jay-Z can't touch He'd him. He'd smoke Jay-Z at any given time in life. But he's not as great of a showman and an entertainer and a this song is, structure I, I, guy. I, I, I use this when I talk to people about this, and everybody always falls out. Nas did Rewind. It's arguably one of the best stories ever. ever. He told a fucking story backwards. He also which, did. Uh, hold on, let me, let me finish. You, real quick. I, you gave I, you gave me power. I'm just talking about that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. At the same yeah. time that Nas dropped Rewind, where he literally rapped backwards in us and made it rhyme. Jay Z dropped the song where he said, "Eyes I bucket on." I'm so old school. It's like that shit's better than right. like, you know. And that's kind of what it is with Drake and Kendrick. Yeah, I, Kendrick's a way better rapper. But I'm rather listen to Drake. That That's doesn't always of, sell you tickets to the fight. Perfect example. You know, what I'm you know what I'm saying? But I'm happy for Kendrick. Yeah. At the end of I'm, the day. I'm happy that I'm he happy figured it, it just, out because, just, like, I'm a day one Kendrick fan and I got off. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. The wagon, because to pimp a butterfly, I tried to make myself like it and I'm like, I don't like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tried in the car. I tried at home. <laughs> I tried cleaning the house. You know what I'm saying? And I just came to the conclusion that to pimper butterflies, like, for niggas that, like, put their cats on a leash and, like, take it for a walk. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard. I love saying about cool album. Uh, niggas who walk, walk the work. Walk the work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like, it's a different type of thing. It's, like, it's for niggas who iron their draws. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Na- natural deodorant. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, like, yeah. I can't deal. I can't be bothered with Pimper that shit. Butterfly but butterfly is a different ballgame. But damn, it's, like, holy shit. And what's even more frustrating about to Pimper Butterfly is the Blacker the Berry was the initial buzz record that oh, he put yeah, out. And it was super aggressive. And I'm just, like, holy shit. Like, yeah, and then you get it, and it's like Isaac Hayes, Jazz Revolutions. I want to say this, though. And y'all know how much I respect Khaled and how much I fuck with Khaled. I don't like the nigga J. Cole that much. But if Khaled get this song that he keep talking about, you know he's putting it out there that he's going to have Drake, Kendrick, and J. Cole on the track. Holy shit. They've been talking about it all week. I've seen, like, uh, articles today, like, will Khaled be the one to get Kendrick, J. Cole? And he he even, like, was making jokes about it. Like, that was what the whole are the Drake vocals in yet yeah. shit is about. That means he probably already has it. That's what I kind of was thinking. <laughs> if he's thinking. making jokes about it, he probably already has it. But I've seen a lot of different, a lot of talk about that. Because yeah. that's another thing, too. I've I've tried to, like, de my Twitter. Yeah. So I'm, start, I'm starting to, like, follow a lot more, like, uh, media sources yeah, and yeah, shit yeah. like that. But I see that a lot now, a lot of talk about that. Like, And if he get that song with Drake, Kendrick, and Cole, that's that's yeah. dope. That's, Have that's, you heard uh, Khaled's new single that he just put out? The one with Bieber? That yeah. shit's smoking. That shit. Yo, I said, smoking. I just told my man, he, he a rapper. We just came from a meeting with this video production team that I deal with. And um, I'm like, yo, that's going to be Khaled's biggest record. I'm like, it's it has a, Justin Bieber and Lil Wayne on it. They're the two most popular, like, human beings of, like, the last 20 years. It's just, it's dope to see Wayne kill it. 
Chance destroyed it. And even Quavo. I yeah. mean, Quavo's got a million When I heard Chance, whoever. I was like, he's better than everybody. Chance, saying, like, he's he's a very underrated, Chance, like, as Chance, far as rapper. Chance to me is a young Kanye. Like, backpack Kanye. But he can rap better. No, I'm, I'm saying. Like, he just comes at it from just a so cool yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. Like, Chance I, killed that like shit. I know I'm godly with this shit, yeah. but I'm hanging out with the, the regular. You folk. almost when I listen to Chance the rapper, I almost feel like to a certain degree he's holding back on certain shit. But then he give us like ultra light beams, and you like, yeah, he was holding back on yeah. all his other because he he can clearly go. He there, can wash like, niggas easily. Just hearing him on that Jones, just like uh, <laughs> right. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know when you know what I'm saying. And that's the benefit of being produced. Khaled is a producer mm-hmm. in every sense of the word. He can tap the machines, but he also knows how to put people in the right pocket and in the right mind frame to make these monster anthem records. And that's what J. Cole is missing. J. Cole can be Mm Jay-Z. He has all the fucking tools to be Jay-Z, but he shied away from the fame part of it, and he will only rap to a certain somber, melancholy type of production. It's crazy because I was listening to Born Center yesterday, and Born Center was so good. Yeah, Born Center, yeah, like Crooked Smile and all that, like, Born Center was just so good. He and then, made dope records without compromising And, then, and even even uh, Forest Hills Drive, was. it took me a while, but I once I started getting I'm like, yo, this is good. a good-ass album. It's good. This last journal, though, I was just like, yeah, nah, this is going to And it's almost like you like trying to like fulfill the contract damn near. Yeah. Like, yo, let me just throw an album out. You know what I'm saying? Let me just fulfill the fucking contract because it's the same thing like what Kendrick did with fucking To Pimp or Butterflies. Like, you put out these super aggressive records leading into the album, and then we get the album, and it's like, what the fuck is this yeah. shit? What are these flutes? Is that a, <laughs> is that an accordion? <laughs> like, what the fuck are these instruments that you're rapping uh, to? What, what beats? Hot 9-7, you got too many oh, xylophones. and flutes and shit. These fluty yeah. beats. He cut on uh, Nas's light. Beans said, man, I don't want to hear them xylophones and flutes. Cut on some hard shit. Uh, also on the music tip, they announced the uh, Made in America lineup today. I saw people going off on Jay Z and J Cole are headlining. Migos is on the show. Chainsmokers is on the show, which they should be. Um, who else? There's a couple more people. Those are like the main four that jumped out at me. And you know what? The first thing I said: Why the fuck are Jay Z and J Cole headlining Made in America? It's funny. Jay Z's never headlined the Made in America, right? He's been on it. He's been on it, but he never headlined. Yeah, he's headlining Made in America in 2017. I mean, I get it. I don't want to see it, I, but I I'm get not it. here for it. Like I'm gonna tell you why. Jay Z has, you know how like you're a Drake stand. Yeah, I'm kind of a Drake stand. No I'm, I'm a Drake fan. Right, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I tried to, I tried to, <laughs> try to slide that in there. Let me slide that under the table. If you like it, you can keep it. If not, hey, give I'm, it back. I'm, I'm kind of a drug addict. <laughs> yeah, got some coke. Yeah. But all right, all right, yeah. Like, but you know how people are staying, like, be out the beehive and the yeah. future hive. Like, Jay-Z, to me, he's like the first black rapper that had, like, stands. Yeah. Because Biggie and Pac, they they were beloved, but they didn't have, like, stands that stood by them with all their mishaps. And, like, Jay-Z straight lost in the battle. And motherfuckers was like, he got more money than (laughs) that. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck that. The fight is fixed. (laughs) Exactly. I had a nigga straight tell me Jay-Z the greatest rapper ever, and he way better than Nas. And I'm like, wow. He's like, 
He got a baby blue Maybach. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck does, does that, that mean? Like, Jay Z got those fans. Yeah. So I can understand it. Like, it's going to sell out. It's going to be a crazy I went concert. To, uh, when Jay Z did that run of shows at the Barclays when mm-hmm. they did the grand opening or whatever, I went to like show like seven or something after he lied to us and told us he was doing four shows and then he ended up doing 16 of them. <laughs> but uh, I went to show seven. And you know who, who was all in the fucking crowd? 40 year old Italian and Jewish white men. Mm hmm. Singing every fucking lyric, song bar for bar. You thought you were like going to see like a Jigga show? I was confused as fuck. You're like tripping. me and my homegirl who got the tickets was like the only black people there. We were in like the fucking American Express club box and mm-hmm. shit. Her uh, boyfriend at the time uh, was the general manager of that establishment and gave us free tickets. So we were in there boxing shit, amazing seats, dope ass show. And I'm just like, yo, like. Th- those are the only people the that can do those. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jay-Z, Drake could headline Made in America, Kendrick could do it. It's a very few rappers that could do that shit. Yeah. But you have to be like a crossover. Like, look at Migos. For all of their success and shit, they can't headline that. They nah, could, fuck, You could perform on it. But it's just like when you get to where, like, I, one of my homies, like, we, we was watching the, uh, what was it? The um the it, it, All-Star Game. We was all watching All-Star Game. And John Legend performed at halftime. And he was like, I, I never understood how, like, the league is like all black, but they won't have like the locks come perform at halftime. The locks? I'm looking at him like, <laughs> how much reefer did you smoke today? Dog? There's fucking but, clubs in the United States that don't want the locks to come perform. Like, could you imagine <laughs> Styles P performing at the All Star game at halftime? Like, Sheik Luch with the do rag line on his fucking And, and head I, I, I see, I see motherfuckers on Twitter like, yo, the Super Bowl, why they don't ever let none of our artists perform? And I'm like, I like commenting on, it, I'm like, what are you talking about? Beyonce and Bruno Mars performed at the job. I mean, that ain't our artists like you don't like Beyonce is Beyonce he's like they never have like Keisha Cole Snoop I'm like Keisha Cole (laughs) what Keisha Cole don't want to see a Keisha Cole show (laughs) and you trying to put Keisha Cole on the goddamn Super Bowl such a dumb I'm, ass down somewhere. I'm like, I'm, I'm and I, I'm not a hate. Like, I'm all for, you know, black artists. I love black. Don't get it fucked up. I'll come. Keisha Cole, you out there. I'll come at you tonight, sweetheart. You know what I'm saying? But I don't want you performing at my Super Bowl. I, I love Avant and Kiki Wyatt. I don't want to see them at the I don't want y'all Super Bowl. To, like, <laughs> what the fuck? No. Like, that's Absolutely just, not. Yeah, it's like you got to be next level to do that kind of shit. So I understand Jay-Z headlining. Made in America. It's mind you, it's his goddamn. You know festival what I took from it? Together. He's gonna rape the front end of the budget oh, and the yeah. back end of the budget. He, he needs a new boat. <laughs> slow <laughs> year, slow yeah. year for uh for S Carter Enterprises. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna need about four million to touch the stage. Yeah, I need four Easily. four of them things. You yeah, know what he probably going for fucking headline both nights on some fucking shit. Like no shit, bring bleak out, bring <laughs> free out. Yeah, you know I mean, bring beans out. Nah, he's not bringing beans out. I think they cool now. But not made in America. Oh, yeah. Is it too ambitious of me to think that the King of Philly, Lil Uzi Vert, should be headlining made in America? I think he should be. He's not performing? I didn't see his name. He should definitely be performing. He should at least be like a midline. Did you see the video I posted of him today? No. He's walking down the street and like somebody cuts on his song. Like Bulls in the car, like filming him, like yeah. walking down the street. And he cuts on the, the money got longer, that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he turned around and started like shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love Lil Uzi Vert, man. And I, I said it. I'm like, it was funny because me and Carl talked about it the other day. And you know, Carl hates the, the, the new. I understand who they are. They not the Biggies. They not yeah. the Locks. They not Jay Z's, Nas. They not even Kendrick's, J Cole's, and Drake. But you gotta fuck with somebody who 
can invoke that kind of positive yes. energy on he, the young people. He has the youth in a stranglehold. And he's not doing it on some negative shit. He making fun-ass fucking yes. music. And they go to his shows and party. Like, just the fact that he let them chase. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You ever seen him do that shit? Like yeah, the rage and shit, yeah. And it's like, you don't ever hear nobody getting shot, stabbed, beat the fuck up, none of that shit. It's just like he really is a positive little dude yeah. for that younger generation. They so asked I, him on, uh, I think it was Rat Radar Podcast, like, what is the difference between you and, like, the other people in your class? And he's like, I make feel-good music. He's like, you hear my music? And you just start smiling. Like, and the yeah. crazy part is? And I was like, he's fucking right. Dog, as wild <laughs> as it sounds, I'm 365. That money got longer shit. Come on on the, the, the shuffle. <laughs> I shoulder roll in the car. <laughs> like, you have to. It's a good, it's a feel good fucking song. I just saw Lil Uzi Vert perform in front of 300,000 people. It was like 2 million coach. people. Like, it was like unlimited <laughs> amounts of people singing Exo Tour they, they were like in a Boeing 229 hangar, and it was just <laughs> millions of people. So it's like, yeah, I fucks with Uzi, man. I, 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 King of Philly, eh. But yes. Got three platinum singles all right now. He does have. He's more on bad bougie. Than, yeah, he's on bad and bougie. He does. He does have more platinum singles than everybody else. Yes, he so. does. Does uh, Meek still rap? What's crazy is I had to think of it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, does Meek still rap? I like. I don't know. He's in Dubai. So I mean, like, at the end of the day, let's not get it fucked up. Like Meek Mill has a fantastic life. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he makes a lot of fucking money. Um. Monster, Puma, he's got, you know, partnerships and shit that real top-tier fucking brands. Mm-hmm. You need to rap more, cuz. Where is DC4 and a baby? I, that was supposed uh, to come out a month after DC4. Where is DC9? It's <laughs> like, I, I, I said it before, I'm like, I said Meek don't rap enough. He don't make enough music to, like, you know. But I think he's viable, and I think he he's branded himself and become a name. Yes. So I think he's just, he's going to be there. And like, he's going to get money. Yeah. He's going to be on doing shows, doing features, doing this, that, and the third. My frustration with Meek is if he made some of the right moves, him and J. Cole to me are the only two you can be Jigga stature type of guys that are out there. Um, Pusha really? T has the ability, but he don't have the stature of a Jay-Z. Oh, you talking about people who aren't like, okay, okay. I see you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, Drake is Drake. Drake is... Drake is the fucking, he's out here in his own, like when Wayne was on Rapper Island by himself, mm-hmm. like Drake is out there doing his own thing. But as far as the Jay-Z lane, where it's like you got the streets, the girls want to fuck you, all, you know what I'm saying? You got all of that shit together. J. Cole and Meek, to me, are the two closest ones. Not even necessarily, J. Cole more so in terms of stature and ability, Meek more so in terms of stature, and he has the street element that Jay-Z had earlier in his career. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like if he just made some a couple, uh, zigged instead of zagged here or there, he could have that stature. He did you know, 250000 on so Dreamer more than One money. of my homies, he uh, hit me the other day, we was talking like on uh, Twitter, and he was like, do Meek have any classics? And I'm like, yeah, Dreams and Nightmare intros are classic. Mm-hmm. It's one of the top five intros ever fucking created. It's going to be around for the next 20 years, I, I easily. And he was like, so do you feel like Beans was right when Beans was like, you ain't made of what your life like. You ain't made of, you know, who want what. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I'm like, well, yeah, in that aspect – 
Meek doesn't have a crazy catalog of like memorable songs. Right. He's got crazy mixtape work. He's got some amazing freestyles, but it's like, yeah, he really doesn't have those songs. And I, it's like I don't really think he's concerned with that right now. So I don't think he is either. That's my joint. It's like, and that's why I don't knock certain people. It's like when you see certain people trying and certain people going for certain things and not achieving it, then it's like a uh, like how you always talk about Andre three thousand, how he won't release a solo album because then it'll get judged up against Aquemini and yeah. you know Stankonia and they're like so it's like he doesn't release a solo. It's just like he's cool with certain people being like, oh, Andre's one of the greatest ever. Right. But then there's other people like me. He's like, he doesn't have a fucking solo album. Right. How do you say he's one of the greatest right. rappers ever? So I, I don't think Meek worried about it. But Meek's good. Hopefully he drops something. Hopefully he comes on the show. I want to have Meek up here. No, I that definitely want to have Meek up here. want to have Meek. We want P&B Rock. P&B Rock. You want to have Core on the show. Um, Core's on tour right now with uh, Tory Lanez and Sha Glizzy and a couple other people um, running around getting some bags. Shout out to the to the bag receiving rappers yeah. from Philadelphia. All right, let's switch topics real quick. Before we switch topics. Oh, yeah. Let's we got a sponsor this week. Ad time. Shout out to uh, Sakina Majid. Um, today's sponsor in this show, today's show, rather, is brought to you by our sponsor, Up To You Tutu, Philly's number one tutuologist in all-girls boutique, specializing in sizes from newborn to 12 years old, selling girls tutus and tutu sets, leg warmers, over a thousand different headbands, personalized tees, accessories, and their number one seller, extra full ruffle socks, which is patent pending. The web address is up to you com. That's U P number two letter U T U T U dot com. Also check out their Instagram page at up to you tutu, spelled the same way up number two U T U T U. And their email is up to you tutu at gmail.com. And I was told, don't mess the pronunciation up, Chad. I'll kill you. So shout out to Sakina. She's a, a supporter and a listener of the show. And she wanted to, uh, you know, run an ad with us. But definitely check that out. All the people out there that got daughters and um, that might be involved in dance or anything like that. Check them out and make sure y'all, you know, go shopping and grab some product. We're going to put the... Uh the web page in the bio. Yes. Yeah, because all I heard was to do, to do, I like, I, I, swear, I was like zoned out for a little second. But yeah, definitely shout out to her though, man. All our faithful listeners. We got a lot of them. Yes. Yeah. The but, numbers from this past week fucking blew my mind. Yo, like, hearing some of these numbers. Like, it, y'all keep listening to Migos for President. I think we're going to rename all of our episodes Migos for President 1 through 297. <laughs> like, like it just shit. run that shit into the wheels Migos fall. for President. It's like they, they download or they subscribe to the show. First thing they download, Migos, Migos for President. President. It's crazy. Like every week it's like we drop the new episode. That's our highest download for that week, followed by the last week. Then the next episode, Migos for President. Right. Every fucking week, <laughs> Migos is in the top three. This shit is crazy. But, yeah, we're switching uh, lanes. Lala uh, has been glowing up. Yo. Yo, she ran off three consecutive joints, man. She always looked nice. She always looked nice. Always looked nice. She looked like she looked really hurt in that first picture yeah. with the paparazzi picture that they caught her. But all the pictures that she's been taking since then, straight fire. She probably she probably is hurt. I mean, I, I'd imagine she's hurt. You lose a husband, you got to be hurt. Yeah. Lose three hundred twenty-five million in a husband. Yeah, you'd be her little hurt. But it's like, and then you know, don't don't know if you're coming back for power. So you know. 
Although I think she might be. I think I think she posted something the other day about power. She did. Post remember she something. went missing when uh, yeah. I think Tommy had like fake killed her or whatever. No, uh, Milan fake killed her. No, remember he sent Tommy though. I thought did he? Remember Tommy walked in the shop when I, she was in the back. At the it shop. wasn't Milan. No, it was Tommy. Oh, okay. I'm almost positive it was Tommy. I All think. Right. Well, if it was Tommy, then <laughs> I'm almost positive. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was Tommy, then she's probably not dead. If it was Milan, she's fucking out. No, if it was Milan, then she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> But Tommy, you know, he's like has the heart. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But yeah, Lala's I need you to hide. Yeah, need you to go away for a while, Keisha. They killed things Holly. Blow over. Got Holly. I the was fuck so out glad when they killed Holly. Holly was so annoying. You'd man. have thought Holly was a real person. Like, remember in a what's the the the, the Jada Pinkett movie? Um, with with Keenan Ivory Wayne's Low Down Dirty Jane. Yeah. Remember she wearing up on the bull like Chad Chad from yeah. As the World Turns. <laughs> Bow. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you really would have strangled the shit out of her if you seen her in real life. Like, you was happy when they killed Holly on that joint. But, yeah, Lala's been looking real good. Real, real salacious. Yeah, you know I mean, my, my my takeaway from it was it's just like a chick to start looking phenomenal once you throw her no, in the bushes. I mean, that's, that's, that's life. Like, the glow up... <laughs> The the first week or two after a breakup, yeah. you, you're in the toilet. You know what I'm saying? If you're like me and you're emotional, you're two <laughs> or three months. But then after that, the glow up is always crazy. That's from everybody's standpoint. You go get a new truck. You go get some right. new fucking whatever the fuck make you happy. And then you be back. $500 hooker. Yeah. Get your groove back. <laughs> real shit. She's running around with French. French is like. Allegedly. French is like the number one sniper in the fucking game. Like, need, and he don't waste no time. French need to teach Carmelo how to rebound. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga's crazy. Like, yo, French rebound game is retarded. From here. From over here. From here. Oh, you broke up with me? Well, all right, how come? You know what I'm saying? What's hey, this What's this I'm hearing about you breaking up? You left the ball? <laughs> you left the ball? The ball left you? We should go to Greystone tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like, French don't fuck around. I got the huh? fucking uh, basement of Philippe Chow yeah. running out, just me and you, Crazy. down the wine cellar. We're going to talk about some things. This is like the 19th baller that's broke up with his chick, NBA nigga, and Frenchman right there. The, the first pick. <laughs> fucking uh, Daryl Dawkins rebounds. <laughs> that shit is crazy. French is a wild, wild dude. French man. out of pocket, man. Yeah, you got to rumble French, uh, Carmelo. You're not going to get any rings anytime soon. Yeah. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Somebody the other day, um, because they were saying Carmelo's doing everything to get her back. Yeah, and, I saw uh, that. Oh, T- it was like TMZ yeah, and a bunch of people. And somebody had like retweeted it with the the like the quote. Um, this is only shot at a way at a ring. Let him just go after it with all his heart. <laughs> like, yeah, that's some true shit. In other news, Melo, you'd probably done in New York. Um, yeah, once the fucking GM is like, you'd be better off somewhere else. <laughs> pretty much, it's probably home. time for you to go into his office and demand a trade. Real shit. You know what I'm saying? Stop cursing the coach out. It's not his fault. Go upstairs and be a fucking man yeah. and demand your way out of town. You already got your money, cuz. You got 56 more million coming. You'll be all right. Staying on sports real quick, the draft. Yeah. was horrible. Draft in Philly. Oh, my God. You know, I drive the bus, man. I was downtown. It was. <laughs> Yo, they said 250,000 people. 
and they all had on jean shorts and replica <laughs> Eagles jerseys. <laughs> it was a mess downtown. 250,000 people over the course of three days. There are people already lobbying for the draft to come back next year because of the turnout. They said it was fucking phenomenal. I know all my friends with kids and shit took their kids down there and let them run amok during the draft experience. Um, it was definitely like some cool shit, you know, for Philly, but all the drunk white people was like. Oh, they were all over the place. I saw so many. Break out the fire hoses. Muscle shirts. <laughs> yo, <laughs> with yo. no muscles. <laughs> yeah, no muscleless with muscle shirts. Yo, downtown was crazy. Where are the muscles, Cass? It was crazy. I saw Eagles visors. Yo, Carson Wentz was at the Rite Aid signing autographs for like five hours. <laughs> I'm like, I, I went up to the mall, came back. He was still, still like, yo, this mall's fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> And I mean, the Eagles fans were all over the place. I mean, I had a I had a green headache by the yeah. time it was all done. So uh, Miles Garrett was the number one overall pick from uh, Texas A and M defensive end. He went to the Browns. They just, uh, I guess, decided that we're going to go with the best player available. We're not going to play ourselves and draft another shitty quarterback like we do every year. Mm-hmm. They was thinking about t- t- taking a uh, Trubisky, and they they last second yeah, they like, let nah, that shit go. Philly so has option to host next year if they broke a tennis record. They did, so it'll be back here next year. That's disgusting. <laughs> get get ready next April. I know it brought a lot of fucking money to the city as far as like tourism and shit goes because you know the NFL got to cut a check. For yeah, that I know shit. that. So that part of it, then all of the parties and all of that shit, I'm sure it was a nice lick for Chips the city. The other day was like, why couldn't they just have this at the complex? Why they have to shut down the Parkway? I'm like, it's the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> They got billions. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you must don't know this is a sixty billion, uh, eighty-seven million dollars. Holy shit! Eighty-seven million dollars in revenue in a weekend. Oh, that's how much they made. Oh wow! Holy shit! And on top of what the NFL paid them? No, no, oh, that's altogether. That's a nice lick for the city of Philadelphia. Yeah. Yo, uh, who's the mayor? Jim Kenny. Yo, Jim Kenny, can we get a uh, sponsorship? Yo, City of Rose Philadelphia Club. sponsor uh, Rose Podcast. Yeah, ever? But she was like, y'all well, got I, it. She's, like, I can't believe they let him shut down the Parkway. I'm like, yeah, well, this isn't like the 29th Street Cookout. This is <laughs> the fucking NFL rest. paid 20 million, so the other 67 is from all of the pop and circumstance and all the other shit. Yeah, holy shit, that's a lick. 20 million, yeah. 30 million, no, 30 million a day. Yeah. No, I'm talking about with the NFL paid yeah, yeah, to yeah. the city. The city, like, 20 million? What's yeah, the, what? What's, what's in the 48s down 20th Street? <laughs> Bring that shit on. Bring it on, Cass. Yeah. Send their asses right around the parkway. They don't need to use these streets. That's crazy. Yeah, but a uh, bunch of trades in the top 10 for quarterbacks. Uh, what's the name? The Bears jumped out the building. It's basically yeah. like if Trubisky is a – fucking bust and it's like the worst trade ever draft day if he's good then it's like oh fuck it all's well because it's hard to find a uh a, a really good car nfl also paid 25 million to put the event on so 20 million directly to the city 25 million to have the event and then another 67 million in the atmosphere that got made from all of the from the NFL showing up. And we over here begging for sponsors. Begging for sponsorship. Begging. begging for being 25s. <laughs> Please. Please. <laughs> Please sponsor the show. <laughs> Did y'all forget about us this week? Yo, Please. Crazy. Please donate on Satchel. Please. Please, job. That's crazy. It was a mess, though, man. I, I hope it So be it'll be back next year. It Thank most likely you. will be. It was just a, it was a headache. Whole city was a mess. Kind of like when the Pope came. No. When the Pope came, it was love driving the bus. Yeah. Because you couldn't go nowhere. It was like when Bane took over fucking Gotham City. You couldn't go nowhere. Literally, you went like three blocks, turned around. That's and came when back. Uh, That's when we still had After Midnight. That shit was open. We uh, 
We did good the Friday night. The Saturday night, fucking ghost town. Nobody was there. Somebody organized like a Philly to D.C. weekend. Like, oh, the Pope's coming to town. Come to D.C. Crazy. Get the fuck out of this bullshit. Staying on uh, bullshit. Yeah. You want to talk about the festival? Oh, man. So the... uh, and Give them a background because a lot of people still don't know exactly what it all is right, and what so happened. I don't know if it's the Fry Festival or the Fire Festival. Fry, Fire... Whatever. It's four letters, starts with F, ends with E. Got a Y in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, janky promoters yeah. on the uh, fire. Fe- here we go. It is fire. Okay. All right, so fire with a Y, F-Y-R-E. So fire festival, um, concert goers paid between four fifty dollars to $12,000 uh, to attend this event, which was supposed to include uh, catered food, luxurious uh, beer spreads, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, like tents and it's supposed to be like villas, villas, like, exactly, like, like villa living, villas and, and all of this shit. And instead, what they found was that Ja Rule and Blink One Eighty Two were nowhere to be found, and uh, they were given cheese plates like they were in fucking jail. Dog, motherfucker posted a picture. It was two slices <laughs> of bread, two slices of packaged cheese. And a salad. I'm like, <laughs> damn. You know what I'm saying? Got fucking commissary food and shit. And uh, <laughs> basically the concert. Oh, real quick. <laughs> you remember the, it was, they, they only had like eight episodes, but Corey Holcomb was on a show back in the day. I can't even remember what it was called. But like he had a son that he like just met. I think it was Corey Holcomb. But he had a son that he like just met. I remember that care show. Of. And the, that like, got canceled quick. It got canceled super quick. But I'll never forget one episode. The bull, like, he's like, yeah, man, my dad made my lunch today for the first time. He was like, what's wrong with that? It's like, he never did this shit before, so my lunch is, like, terrible. He's like, what's in it? He opened his lunchbox. He's like, I got a bag of Doritos. I got a cheese sandwich with the cheese still individually wrapped <laughs> and a Ziploc bag full of water. <laughs> How the fuck you fill up a Ziploc bag with water for, for your son drink? That's fucking horrible, yo. <laughs> Ziploc bag full of water. Fuck, is that a homemade Capri Sun? You gonna fucking stick a fucking, uh, a oh, I, stick I, a straw I, in that shit? I will never forget seeing that shit. A Ziploc bag full of water. But that's pretty much what the shit was yeah. for these people out there at the festival. So my, my the, joint is, why the fuck are you paying 12 grand to see Ja Rule? For a luxury villa. <laughs> Blink-182 peeped the finesse a couple days yeah, prior Blink, Blink and got backed the fuck out. out. Yeah. They issued a nice little statement on Twitter and got the fuck out of there and bounced with their front end deposit but uh has josh spoke on it yet i think he did i didn't take the time <laughs> to figure out i mean i don't want to talk to ja rule unfortunately um but yeah the concert goers ba- concert organizers basically finessed a few hundred thousand dollars out of people um it looks like a, a ponzi scheme is basically what it looks like the actual concert organizers were nowhere to be found through the whole shit and um they had staff that was hired to be there and they had no idea what was going on they didn't like they didn't have answers to nobody's questions, and the goddamn U.S. Embassy in the Bahamas had to step in and get people out of this tent city yeah. and get them back to Miami. Yeah, because that was crazy. they were supposed to be charter flights going back and forth for certain people because that's what be part of what they twelve thousand paid for was a fucking charter flight, and there were no planes. <laughs> like they had to take like the fucking Bahama Airlines, yeah. whatever the fuck planes, and put people on it and send them back to Miami. So that they could get home. They told people that they was going to issue full refunds for the mix-up. They had them sign a piece of loose-leaf paper 
and put their email address <laughs> on the shit. Like, oh, yeah, no, just sign underneath uh, Bill Stewart. Start yeah. and keep going down. That's crazy. Yeah, we're definitely going to get you your 12 grand back. Nah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a crazy thing. Yeah, that was a whole-ass mess. But, yeah, people people have now associated Ja Rule with the festival. Even though he was talent, they're giving him the credit for the finesse, saying, like, you're behind this, Ja Rule. Explain yourself. That's crazy. What was the uh, shit that 50 Cent put up? 50 posted a picture of uh, Donald Trump looking at the computer, and he was like, um, basically, like Donald Trump was saying, like, sending an email to, like, his advisor or whatever, like, we should make Ja Rule secretary of festivals. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up, man, because Ja ain't really had nothing to do with this shit, man. Just talent. The man Damn. is just talent, man. Real shit. That's crazy. Rap Radar is fucking calling it quits. Yeah, Saw Rap that. Radar did 100 episodes. Rap Radar podcast with CBS, uh, dot play it, which is the same people that host uh, Drink Champs. And I think it just got to a point where uh, B-Dot is now working for Epic Records and... Elliot's doing whatever the fuck Elliot does these days, and I guess they don't have time to do the podcast anymore. Um, but I really think the real reason is Drink Champs is kicking their fucking ass, and they're tired of getting their ass kicked every week. What's crazy is, though, like a couple weeks ago, Rat Radar was, like, number one on the music joint. Oh, yeah? Like, maybe five, six weeks ago, it was number one, but, like, for a brief four or five days, and then Drink Champs got it back. Yeah. So, because I, I, I was telling my girl, like, Drink Champs is always number one, and I went on and looked, and... Sure enough, rap, rap. Right. I'm like, oh shit, like yeah. So I don't, I don't know what happened. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I stopped. I, the last rap radar I listened to was the Locks, so I haven't listened to it since that. I right. kind of. I mean, was. it it was a good show until you start to kind of get introduced to other shows, and then you see what a podcast can be, and then you like, I don't like this that much. Like the style of interview was kind of like, ah. Uh, was almost like more about them than like the guests. I was going to say that, you know what I'm saying, at times. It's like, I, I, it's fucked up, but like, it's kind of like this shit that we're doing. Yeah. Like, we're so not normal podcasters right. that it's kind of dope because it's some new shit. It's some yeah. different shit. It's us just arguing and telling our opinions yeah. and shit. And the show and, is and not about us. And, and yeah, it's just about joking, the, telling dumbass stories. It's and about shit. the topics and it's about the people. And, and it's we about bid the off of the entertainment. Yeah. And it's like what Nori did. Nori basically was like, yo, I know pretty much every rapper out here and got yeah. at least two or three crazy ass stories with him. Let's bring you up here, get you drunk. We're going to tell them stories. Then yeah. we're going to have you telling other stories. You know, like yeah. the shit they did with 50 was the best 50 interview I've ever seen. Yeah. Because they literally had 50 in his bag. Like once they got him to open up about the Vivica shit, 50 started going off on Puff, everybody else. This right. shit was hilarious. So it's like, yeah, it's like I kind of knew Rap Radar. As at least fucking with Drink Champs was just like, nah, that's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? That's crazy. The um, I don't know. Where do you where do you want to go with this next? I mean, I mean, we got a quasi sports topic in a sports topic. Lavar Ball is such a dick, <laughs> man. Like, because I can see that's where, where, where what, what was next on the. Joint, I mean, man. you know, my uncle Lavar. Um, he, Lavar, I can beat Jordan in a one on one ball. <laughs> Did you see the meme that Kenny Smith put up with the 2.2 PPG yeah, yeah, with him? With the yeah, yeah. So the whole issue is this. Um, LeVar Ball, as he's told us in the media for the last four months, waltzed into Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour with the same message. We want a licensing partnership deal co-branded with you 
and here's the prototype for my son's shoe that I've developed, and that's the only way we'll do this. We're not doing a straight endorsement deal. And Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour all told him, eat a dick, bull. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> In no uncertain terms. Um, and eat threw him dick, and bro. his son out on their fucking ass. Yeah. And it's basically coming to a point where it's like, bro, your dad is costing you money now. And it's like, I understand, respect the father and all that shit. But at a certain point, once you fuck up 15 to 30 guaranteed M's for me, throw your shit up, pops. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you want some nut shit, cuz. It's like, you got to get a restraining order on your dad. Yeah, like, like I'm moving out. From me, I'm hiring an agent. Yeah. He going to get me a condo and a fucking Maybach. I'm moving the fuck out. And if you come anywhere near my property, you will be shot. <laughs> a condo and a Maybach. Back the fuck up. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's like, dog. Like, that's how... One of the... Uh, I think it was a... It, was a, it wasn't a GM. It was a um, college... Uh, no, it was a rep from Nike. Said he was the worst thing worst to happen to basketball. basketball in 100 years. Yeah. That's crazy. You know how far back 100 years is? Like, nigga, you don't even play ball. Do you know that the Palace at Auburn Hills brawl happened Real in shit. the last 100 years? Fucking Kermit Washington... Broke Rudy... Don, broke Tom, Rudy... J- Tom Donovan's whole face open. Said he had brain blood leaking down to, into his mouth. He could taste it. Do you know that fucking uh, Larry Bird and Dr. J choked one another? This is you. You are considered the worst thing to happen. Kobe allegedly raped a bitch yeah. in Colorado. Butt raped her. Crazy. You're the worst thing to happen to basketball in a hundred years. Ron Artest and Steven Jackson really ran up there and started smacking fans. Everybody, Every, whoever. <laughs> was, was that a Pepsi you just threw, my man? <laughs> Where you drink? Where you drink at, Why you got no drinking in your hand? Bow! <laughs> <laughs> they was wildin'. Security niggas, everybody. Everybody can get it, though. Yellow shirts, niggas with pissing jerseys on. Yo, Larry, niggas niggas La- with Robert Graham La- button downs. Larry Brown and Austin Crozier had the most disgusted look on their faces. <laughs> it's like, why didn't we choose better with our white lives? Look at these niggas. <laughs> Let's see around these animals. <laughs> That's fucked up. You're the worst thing to happen to basketball. Think about Austin Crozier. Austin Crozier somewhere chilling. With 120 million, and Vin Baker is piss poor, working at Starbucks. Well, Vin Baker fucked his money up. Yeah, absolutely, and that's the difference between white athletes and black athletes. I mean, black athletes by, by everybody, life. by everybody, by everybody Maybach. Motherfucking white athlete, go get a pickup truck, a nice modest six hundred thousand dollar house. They buy their dad a brand new Z seventy one four by four. Live comfortably. Maybe happy as shit. This shit is wild, man. The motherfucking Seiko. Black athletes are a motherfucker, man. The fact that they've had to put like symposiums into the NFL, like when they get drafted yeah. now, like somebody like, has to come talk to you. Yeah, niggas. like hey niggas, like we can't let you don't niggas fuck loose this up. With all this money. Somebody got you ever watch Tony Dungy when he addressed the, the, the rookies? Like it's crazy that that has to happen. Yes. That's fucking insane. Basically it's what it's one of my principles of life. Everybody needs a no man. Yeah. Like it's basically like them like instilling into them like, yo, get somebody around you to save you from you if you know you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Because you're gonna be young, rich, and having pussy looking for you. You know how easy it is to get caught up? Fucking robbed, put on Snapchat, put mm-hmm. on Instagram. Fucking Ezekiel Elliott got caught up, put on Snapchat yeah. like three times before the fucking draft. He's still pulling up <laughs> titties every now and every, every chance he gets. No fucks given. Yeah, crazy. Bitch, I rushed for 1,842 yards here. Pull them titties out. Yo, fuck is wrong with you? Why <laughs> your titties ain't out? Why your titties not out? You know who I am? <laughs> fuck. Damn. 
I was in the MVP running <laughs> as a rookie. Bitch, I was most outstanding offensive player this yeah. year, ho. Shit crazy, man. Throw some motherfucking water on you, bitch. That's fucked up, man. LeVar Ball is... Uh, we we've given him so many bars on this show. It's, it's one like, thing, but the, my whole thing is him. this: it's one thing when it's just like hyperbole and you just talking shit. It's another thing when you start fucking with the bottom line. Yeah. Because no matter how comfortable y'all are and y'all have a good life and y'all live in Chino Hills and all that shit, I don't got you for having thirty M's sitting no. around. Like, oh no, don't worry, I'll replace it. Yeah. Because you selling bullshit shirts on the internet. You know what I'm saying? For sixty dollars. For sixty dollars. You're selling a brand that has brand in the name. Yeah. Big baller. There's no Nike brand. No. There's no Adidas brand. There's no Reebok brand. Triple B's, baby. Triple B's, baby. To get these three B's is going to cost you one. Yeah. His uh, his direct quote, did you hear his quote? <laughs> was, LeVar? Yeah. No. LeVar had a quote. He said, uh, yeah, the big three shoe companies are not ready for this type of business model because they have not come across it yet. Everybody else is just taking straight endorsement deals. But keep in mind, the taxi industry was not ready for Uber either. <laughs> so he's Uber. Oh, uh, shit. LeVar Ball, LeVar Ball might be, like, slow. Like, he might be, like, clinically slow. Like, he might have smoked, like, too much wet back in the day. Like, Yo. them old heads that was getting high as, like, young boys, like, smoking wiggles and shit like that. He might have smoked too much wet back in the day. Oh, shit. You ever smoke what? Fuck no. I never did either. I like muff. I remember like one of my homies. Like we was in a car. We was like coming from. We was taking classes down Temple and shit. Yeah. This motherfucker. We in the truck and he was like, "Yo, won't you grab a, a box of Dutchess?" I'm like, "All right." And we pulling at gas and she's like, "You fuck with what, right?" I'm like, oh, "Just keep going. Man. Drop, me <laughs> off. drop me off in my car. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't yeah. even want to be around this shit. Yo. Like, please drop me off. I right. sold wet for like two weeks." And then that was like the end of that shit. This fucking dude <laughs> that worked in the gallery. Uh, when I worked in the gallery, I was a teenager. I'm like 18, 19 years old. I'm working in the gallery, and I'm selling the dude uh. weed, this reeking dude, and then progressively, because all reeking niggas smoke wet. That's a fact. <laughs> so progressively, he starts cutting into me like, yeah, can you get wet? And I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? So I'm bringing, he's like, yeah, this is some good shit, man. And he's asking me for coke and crack. I'm like, you know what? I'm, you're graduating this way too fast. Like, I don't want to be a part of this shit. You know what I'm saying? It was a wet dealer for two weeks, man. It's it crazy. It's, it's wild. It's a nigga from my old neighborhood, man. He, um, we was out front of my crib. He walked up. You could, you, it, it, it burned. Weed. Yeah. So he walked, you could smell it coming down the block. Like, the fuck? And he walked up, was like, he had a Dutch. He went to hand it to my, my young. And my young reached, was like, what is this? He's like, it's the Wiggles. And I'm like, and he was like, oh, no, I'm cool, guys. <laughs> and he walked off. And I'm just like, damn, this nigga smoking wet now. Like, fast forward, like, three years later, me and Ross at the gas station. This nigga's walking past, like, Island Ave. He had a cape on. And I see the, I'm like, I, <laughs> I swear to God. If I'm lying, super nigga. If I, if I'm lying, I'm flying. <laughs> he had a cape on, and I'm like, oh god. And Ross was like, yo, we gotta get him in the car. And I'm like, no. Nah. He was like, no, nah, real shit. Give him a ride wherever he's going. I know he got fifty stories for us. So we pull up on him. We talking to him. Whatever, whatever. Long story short, he like, yeah, man, life been kind of crazy for me. I got these cases, man. I got I gotta go to court for this, John, for that, John. So I'm like. Then what happened? He was like, man, I got two sexual assault cases. I got a simple assault, John. I'm like, how the fuck you get all this? He was like, man, somebody slipped me a mick, and I was wild. And I'm like, I looked at Ross like, yeah, after you slipped him $10, <laughs> somebody slipped you a mick. 
And I, I'm like, all right, cuz, like, <laughs> we ready to get the fuck out of here. And it's just like, damn, like, that wet shit take you. you know? like when it, when it get a hold of you, you over there. You Yo, know I met saying? a chick yesterday at fucking rehab on stage with Kevin Hart that gives herself GHB. What? The date rape drug. She's like, yeah, if you just take a little cap of GHB and then you take a drink with it and then you just level off and then you just smooth all day. You know she was white. Yeah. <laughs> she just smooth all day, man. But if you take too much, you take too much, you might get your, raped. Leg, your legs end up open. <laughs> but if you take just a little bit and a drink afterwards, you just coast all day. I'm just sitting here like. I like uh, being high, but I don't like being high to where I'm like. I'm saying I could beat Jordan. In a, like, I'm on ESPN <laughs> telling motherfuckers, yeah, I can beat Jordan in a one-on-one. How you know Jordan can beat me? Real shit. That's how I know LeVar Ball smoking wet. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Definitely fuck with the Wiggles, man. Yeah, like, but yeah, what do you say? 60 seconds. Oh, that, that drug shit is it's disgusting, man. It's, it's crazy to where it go. We hope, pray LeVar get off the drugs. Pray for, hashtag pray for LeVar. Because he's fucking up Lonzo's career. He's going to fuck up LaMelo's career. It, it's, but here's the thing. Lonzo Ball has a face that you just want to punch. So it's like at some point in this season, between his face looking the way it looks and his dad being a a jack-off, somebody's going to punch him in the face Mm -hmm. before the season is over. The over-under is like game 50. The crazy part is I think he's going to wind up a Laker. That's the wild part. Like, Is Paul George going to be a Laker? Do you want Paul George? I do. It's like what else we got? I mean – we got Luau Deng right now getting paid <laughs> Paul George money. This this is the thing with the NBA, man. It's it's the Cavs, it's the Warriors. Cut the deck with the rest of these yeah. niggas. Like I don't give a fuck about the Spurs. I don't give a fuck about Houston. I don't give a fuck about Toronto. Balls, they all bullshit. All the shit bullshit. It's the Cavs and it's the Warriors. So outside of that, you kind of just want some excitement from your team, some shit that you yeah. can watch and happily, hopefully, be into. Because a lot of this basketball, I really can't even get into. It's just that terrible. The, like, look at the Chris Paul shit. Like, they were supposed to be, like, the most exciting thing ever. DeAndre, Lob Blake, City. fucking, what's the, the handle? Uh, Jamal Crawford, Chris Paul, like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. These niggas can't get out the first fucking Gr- round. Group of underachievers. It's, it's just what it is. Fucking ESPN statistics department announced yesterday, they said that they are the Blowing Clippers. Lead in five fucking series. Five playoffs in a row where they were up. First team, the, not first team, only team yeah. in NBA history to blow a fucking series lead and lose a series. Five years straight. Classic underachievers. Just ridiculous. And the whole thing is this. Blake goes down. Somebody's supposed to step up. You know what I'm saying? DeAndre's supposed to get ten more points. Chris Paul get seven more points. This Jamal Crawford gets six more points. You find a way to make it work because once he's down, y'all don't just have dog shit on the team. Yeah. You still got other players that are supposed to be next man up. I said and it, it never is with them. They my, always collapse. My homie, a Chris Paul fan, he got real mad at me because I'm like, yo, I, I have eyes. They work. Yeah. I can see the way the game operates. There are some people who, if they have to lead a team to a championship, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Chris Paul's one of them. Kevin Durant was on that list. When I made it like three years ago, yeah. I put Kevin Durant on that list. He was the starting He's small not fork. about to lead OKC to a chip. And you see now, he done went yeah. to the seventy. He's like, yeah, Matt, you're right. I'm getting the fuck out of no, here. It's, it's, I'm not <laughs> trying. Carmelo, him, Carmelo, uh, Kevin Durant, Paul George, um, Chris Paul, and it was somebody else I put on the list. 
Oh, Damian Lillard. It's like they're never going to get chips yeah. being who the fuck they are, playing with the teams they got. They're literally going to have to get on other teams. Like I said the other day, if Chris Paul want to sniff the second round, he got to go to the Spurs. Yeah. Tony Parker about to be done. Go to the Spurs, though. Yeah. They about to, like, they're about they're getting done with this Clipper shit. Steve Ballman is sick. He should have bought Microsoft or some, some other <laughs> yeah. shit. He's sick. He should have bought some Apple stock. Real shit. <laughs> like, they're getting done with this shit. Chris Paul got to go to the Spurs or can't go to Boston, can't go to Toronto. Who's the, can't go to Washington? Yeah, it's the Spurs. It's literally that's yeah, the only that's option. I, I was watching uh, Colin Cowherd's show, and they were that was one of the points they were arguing. It was like, he should just go to the Spurs. It's the only, it's the only option for the him. The only problem is this. If the Clippers offer him the Super Max, which they probably will, it's $70 million in guaranteed money. You can't turn down that fucking money. I mean, well, then you can't win either. You yeah, no, it, it's a trade-off. Like, and this, again, when I put Melo on that list for, like, never winning a chip, I put an asterisk next to it because he the only one on that list I really respect yeah. because Melo straight said, I don't give a fuck about winning. Yeah. I got too much business shit going on. I can't leave New York. I need a Bean 25 guaranteed. Yeah. New, cool. Fuck Houston. Fuck Chicago. I'm staying here. Yeah. I respect it. I got a wife that spent 10 grand a week on makeup. I don't got time for this shit. Real shit. <laughs> I respect it. I dig it. But the rest of these niggas, Kevin Durant wants to win one bad as shit. Yeah. Bad as shit. For you to be a four-time scoring champion on a team that was up 3-1 against them fucking Warrior niggas, for you to leave that and go to the 73-9 and Warriors, you want to chip bad as shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're chip chasing now. Cool. You have to take that asterisk with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. You just do. Yeah. It's just no way around the shit. But it's like Chris Paul, He I never seen him like wilding out about the fact that he can't get past the first round. Never. So that's why but I, I see him wild out about fucking calls in game and just act like a total bitch. Like, but I've never seen him wild out about the fact that they keep getting bounced in the first and second round. So it's like it's like fake passion almost. Like and when I watch Chris Paul play again, my eyes don't lie. Like five years ago, I was like, Russell Westbrook's better than Chris Paul. Way better than Chris Paul. I was I'm like close. I looked at and I looked at the numbers and I was like I was like, Chris Paul's averaging eleven point three assists, but it's something about him that tells me like he kinda bullshit. Like Like motherfuckers legit would tell you when Chris Paul was better than Rondo when Rondo was averaging thirteen, fourteen assists. Yeah. And it's just like as wild as it is for me, point guard is different than what it used to be now. Yeah. Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving, John Wall, uh, Boston, Isaiah Thomas. You you got Steph Curry, score first point guards. Yeah. Chris Paul has the rock in his hand the amount of time that those five guys I just named, but he can't shoot like them. Right. He can't score. Chris Paul's not going to go off and give you 50 back-to-back game. Like, he's just right. not. The rest of them are. So Chris Paul having the ball for that much time. Yeah, it, he's not putting anybody off balance exactly. and then having the ball. Exactly. Because it's like, we know what you're going to do. You're going to fucking bounce past to J.J. Redick or you're going to try to throw a lob to Blake or DeAndre. You lose, you're losing by 20. It's, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who, who gives a fuck? It's like you All look right. at, as a comparison to the score first point guard, sort of like a Tony Parker, yeah. who... Tony Parker can control the fucking game. Because he has like, a because anywhere inside the paint he's lethal. Exactly. So he has you off balance because one dribble in a top and he's in the fucking paint. Now you're getting scored on 60% of the time. Chris Paul doesn't even have a set move to where it's like 
offensively he has the defense off balance at any point in the game because we know you're looking to pass. Like this, and this is the thing where I'm at with this, like the whole new generation, like like just the whole culture, basketball, sports, everything. Motherfuckers now just be good, and we throw them up there as like great. Like when yeah. an album come out and it's good, motherfuckers like, oh, this is classic. Nah, Chris Paul's some shit is just good. Chris Paul's just good, yeah. I, and like motherfuckers get mad. What he the best point guard in the league? No, no. no. The best point guard in the league is at, it, for the last couple years was fucking Steph Curry because this nigga did some groundbreaking shit. Yeah. And you know how much I hate Steph Curry. Yeah. This nigga hit 400 threes. Yeah, he played the game in a way we've never seen before at an efficiency rate we've never seen before. Even with Russell Westbrook with the terrible efficiency rating. Yeah. This, this, He's think, doing shit we've never think seen about before. If Westbrook literally had DeAndre Jordan. Just give him DeAndre down low. Instead of Steve fucking Adams, it, it'd be a whole different ball game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Rod just texted me some shit about, see what I'm telling you about OKC team not being that terrible. Bruh, they terrible. terrible. You, remember we argued about this. Like, it's still going on. They're <laughs> terrible. They're horrible. They're horrible. You know what I'm saying? Victor Oladipo ain't shit. I was in Vango last week, and uh, this Nigerian guy was like, what'd you say about Victor Oladipo? I was like, he's terrible. He said, yeah, you're right. He's terrible. <laughs> it's like it's like Victor Oladipo's Nigerian. I got to take up for my Nigerians. He's like, yeah, no, you're right. He's terrible. Oh, he's awful. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? He can't hit a shot. Yeah. You want to get into some of these questions? Yeah, man. I heard we loaded with questions. Loaded with questions this week. Fuck it. We'll take an hour worth of questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Here we go, because I, I screenshot a lot of them. All right. I like this one. Here we go. Um, For starters, you brothers are definitely doing your thing, making the city proud. I'm definitely an avid uh, avid listener. But on to my question, it saddens me to see the lack of unity between the sexes of black Americans. The women, not all, in parentheses, are taught to see their male counterparts as predators instead of protectors and men. Uh, instead of protectors. And men, not all, are conditioned to see us as an opponent rather than an ally. We all know this cycle of division. How do you think we can break it down? Um, well, the, the problem is you have 450, 500 years of conditioning that has already been indoctrinated in all of us. It's, been, it's called programming. Um, for those of you who are familiar with, uh, like, the Jim Crow letters and all of that shit, like, that shit is real. Like, it's like you... you Separate the light-skinned blacks from the dark-skinned blacks. They hate each other. You separate the men from the women, they'll breed contempt. You put this woman around this man, and then this happens, and then these other women will become jealous of her as a result of it. So it's like it's programming, so it's in us. So the way to fix it is we got a lot of fucking work to do. Like, And I don't even know where to start, but we have to start somewhere. The problem is we've never started on the repair part of it. Honestly, I don't think it could ever like revert. I think it's just going to continuously get worse. I mean, you look at... Like, social- somebody asked me recently, how does slave Like, I mean, slavery... How does um, racism, like, completely end? And I'm like, a bomb? Like, a bomb would have to go off and everyone yeah. would have to go extinct. Because and it's And then, taught. like, new people come back. Yeah, it's because just, it's taught. It's just no way on earth it could just end. It's, it's like you have... A, it's you- instilled. It's in the infrastructure of this country. Yeah. It's just not going to change. Yeah. It's just no way around it. And it every year it like think about when we were kids and we were like bad and they were like oh my god these kids are crazy, then in two thousand those kids and then in two thousand and five and then two thousand and ten yeah. and two thousand and now to the point where the kids are so bad and so dumb that you just like 
I'll wash my hands with yeah. it. That's how most people come off. We talked like, about it on this show the last couple of weeks. I'm like, yo, once the, the, the young women of our nation start mirroring the behavior of the young boys who already we deemed them dead in the water three, four years ago, once they start mir- mirroring that type of aggressive, mm-hmm. overt, fucking disrespectful behavior, it's like, what do we do here? Like, no, I, I keep it to be with you. I go to, uh, I, well, I don't do it anymore. I've, you know, my life is valuable. But at one point, I was doing a school tripper for Dobbins. Okay. 22nd in Lehigh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. All the little girls got ankle bracelets on. I'm like, what the fuck? I th- like, at first, I thought they was, like, fake. I'm like, why these little bitches got fucking right. ankle bracelets? All then cased it's like, up. They all cased up. Like, they all on house arrest. It's just, I'm talking about 20, 30 different young. And this is the crazy part. You a young girl. You 15, 16. You on house arrest. You're not even embarrassed. You got on a skirt. Right. <laughs> like, you're not even trying to hide You're not even trying to hide that joint. You don't got no boots on or nothing. Nothing. No <laughs> Uggs. No nothing. Fly, I'm talking about slides like like uh, toe-thong sandals with their feet done with an ankle, ankle bracelet. bracelet on. Like, God damn. That's my, out of pocket. Crazy. But it's real. It's, that shit is real. So it's like. That's fucked up. It's fucked up. I always say, like, I, I feel sorry for the, like. The young girls got to pick husbands out of these young men. And yeah. these young men got to pick wives out, out of, of these, these young, young girls. girls. I don't see it happening. So this is why you have now where, think about it. Who you know that's really getting married and really like in real live relationships and shit. Yeah, straight that's up. why when you see somebody get married, you're like, damn, that's dope. Because yeah. it just don't happen. You know what I'm saying? I had a tweet today and I don't want to misquote myself. So I'm going to pull up the exact tweet. But I got a lot of like kudos for this tweet. Uh, but basically what I said was. Come on, fucking Twitter. About men not fucking anything? At some point, as men, we have to grow the fuck up mm-hmm. and realize fucking Stop looking for a hole. Shamika from the fucking projects is not a good idea. Stop looking for a hole. Go home shit. and beat off. You have too much to fucking lose. And the lasting effects of what your horny decision will be will be a minimum of an 18-year marriage to this woman via a child. It took me a while to really understand that. Because, you know, you, you you young and dumb, you do stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's like now, I look at some of these chicks, man, and I'll be like, again, to quote the, the great prophet, uh, Offsetius. Yeah. Damn shorty bad. But, but she, she broke, broke and she, she don't, don't own, own shit. shit. Like, I know chicks who literally don't have anything that, you know, be all about just a Chanel bag yeah. or all about just some red bottoms. And it's just that, again, that's the shit that's in, like, that's why yeah. you had the shit last week where the mom is, oh, this bitch wearing my red bottoms. It's like, because that's all the fuck y'all know. It's all, all y'all, y'all know and all about. y'all value. That's it. Yeah, my exact tweet was at some point, what well, was two tweets? Fellas, in order to elevate, you got to stop doing certain shit and most importantly, stop fucking certain women. At some point, you got to start dealing with women who have shit to lose and not just reckless renegade hoes. These are the women who fucking break your windows, set your car on fire, destroy your apartment, come to your job, get you fired. Bitches like that. Mm -hmm. And usually there are signs that she's that type of person. And you know what we as men do? Proceed anyway. Oh, she looked good. Oh, she sucked my dick. And we proceed anyway, knowing like we got all this positive shit going on in our life and we'll just fucking induct chaos directly into our own fucking lives no, and just be our women, own worst enemies. women at one point that I was like infatuated with that I literally, I wouldn't even want to be around now. Like I, I don't even want to be in the same room. Like you, it's, it's just nothing there. You're not w- damn shorty bad. But she broke and she don't own shit. You understand what I'm saying? 
You understand why Migos? Yo, I was watching to that point. I was watching Ayanla Fix My Life with uh, Keisha Cole's sister, Nephi, and her husband Solo on there. When she met Solo, this is how destructive black people are in fucking relationships. When she met Solo, it was at a party at a friend's house. She was there with her boyfriend, Mm -hmm. pregnant by another motherfucker, and got his number. And then she asked him, I'm I'm on some hard times. Ask the guy Solo. I'm down on my I'm down on my luck. I'm so hard times. Can me and my kids, including the one I'm pregnant in my stomach with by another nigga, come move in in your house? And you know what he said? Yeah, sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why would you in Why would you just welcome chaos to your front door like that? She bad. I mean, I've never. <laughs> but seen she her. not bad. That's I've never seen her. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Shorty not bad, and she's broke, and still don't own shit. Well, some men are just gluttons for punishment. We do it to ourselves. The hardest thing in life to do is to get my man little Get out of your own way. Get out of your own fucking way. My man Lit told me that shit about a month ago, and I'm like, yo, that's the realest shit ever. Because a lot of us are just do as I say, not as I do type of people. Mm -hmm. The hardest advice to, to take is your own advice. Real shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, you know you shouldn't fuck that bitch. You know that she calling you, you shouldn't go over there. You do it anyway. Like, you, 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 like, it's funny because I was saying this shit at work the other day. It was like, when motherfuckers let people borrow money and be like, yo, I need this joint, I need this money back Friday because I got XYZ to do. It's like, you, you probably shouldn't, shouldn't give it you to You should have to explain that to someone. Like, if you let somebody borrow money, you have to explain to them, yo, I really need this shit back. You know damn well you shouldn't let them hold this shit. It's like you know right from wrong. I, I say Tax Stone, one of Tax's greatest tweets ever was women will have two and three master's degrees and be getting spun by a nigga with a seventh grade education. It's the God's honest truth. Yeah. It's like you know he ain't shit. I know chicks who got a baby by a nigga who don't do anything for the baby and then have another baby with it. You know this nigga isn't yeah. worth a goddamn. Yeah. But but then it's it's like once you do some second level analysis, it's like your self-worth is so low. It's so retarded. That you'll accept a nigga in your life that already didn't ran you ragged one time and you would do it with a second kid. So now it's like you see the chick where she got the one kid strapped to her chest, another kid in a fucking stroller, and another kid walking next to her. And it's like, where the fuck is the dad at, number one? And then number two, where the fuck is your car at? Like... Crazy. Y'all fucking niggas with no cars, no place to live. He just providing dick and lies. That's Yo, all you get. True story. Boy, boy got on the bus the other day. Yo, I'm fucked up. Can I get a robbing man? All right, whatever. I don't give a fuck. He go back. He talking to the chick. She like, yeah, so you going to hit me up tonight? He like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to holler at you. He come up. He like, yeah, baby. You see me? I'm saying, I'm like, you still don't have the two. <laughs> right. Like, you still and, don't have bus fare. It's just crazy that... Like, you got bigger fish to fry, and, and, my man. And, and she had on scrubs, which means she was coming from yeah. some medical job or daycare. Who yeah. fucking knows? But it's like... She's coming from somewhere she's making at least $9, 10 Rush, and, you, and he didn't have two you to get watch, on the bus. She, you sit in two seats, three seats behind me. You watch this nigga beg to get on the bus and then give him your number. I'm like, yeah, you gonna hit me up? And it's just the like self worth is on negative, on like, fuck negative zero. It's everything. on negative everything, man. Trust me, it, it's and I, you know I always say it like a lot. Ugh. It's like that's the shit that made me like come full circle with what I like because no, I really got one of the dopest fucking females on earth yeah. because she really like helps me be better 
That shit is rare now. Yeah. When you got somebody who really is there, like ride or die. I'm not talking about hide your gun when the cops is right, coming. Right, right. That's not. That's that's. It's fucked up that that's you're like talking taking. About, a, you're talking about yo. I, I need five thousand. I'm trying to make this investment. I, I'm talking about make your credit better. Yeah. Like you, you need know to what do what I'm X, y, You need to do this, 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 and this, and then in three months you're gonna be at a seven. Like I told my, I had no type of money. So I'm terrible with it. I get money, I spend it, I get more money. That's kind of the way I fucking lived my whole life. My girl really, like, gave me an infrastructure on saving and shit right. like that to where, like, yeah, I'm doing it now. It's, like, it, it's amazing. But it's, like, yeah, when you got somebody to make you the fuck better and you yeah. understand that, you, like, yeah, fuck this bitch over here that's asking you for this dumb shit because that shit don't fucking matter. Love said it the other day when I love greatest sweets. If a chick is pressing you for red bottoms or a Chanel, she's broke than a motherfucker because yeah. real live bitches don't want They They got to beg you for that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And if she bet pressing you for red bottoms or Chanel and she already don't have one, that's a bad sign. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because she wants external forces to support habits that she can't afford. Real shit. And you, once you cross her over, you're going to create a monster. And now you're going to be, she's going to be a bill. A bigger bill than she probably already fucking was. And again, as men, we, we ignore all the fucking signs. We just do it to ourselves, man. Yeah, great, great uh, question, Josh. Started a hell of a conversation. All right, here we go. Uh, so, uh, why are most small business owners content with just making a few bucks a week to avoid having to pay taxes, or opposed to getting the proper licensing, thinking outside the box, and wanting to expand and grow their business to be the best they can be? Well, a lot of them don't know how, so it's not necessarily a want thing as much as a they don't know how. They too embarrassed to ask. And, um, you know, they would just rather just be content with whatever it is. Like I bumped into this girl a couple years ago, you know, I would call myself, we was talking or whatever like that. It didn't really go nowhere, but she was doing like the hair shit. And I'm sitting here like, all right, that's a basic necessity. Every single woman need to get their hair done. Some need hair more than others. She has styles and she was selling hair. So I'm like, you know, what's up with the hair shit? Like, what are you doing with it? She's like, oh, well. You know, uh, when I really need money, I sell hair and, you know, and that's that. I said, well, what if you sold hair all the time and you wouldn't need the money? You would just have money when you need it already. I never looked at it like that. So it's like when you have a conversation with a motherfucker like that, I'm like, oh, this is a meathead. I can't deal with this. I need to be. I'm done with this bitch. I'm saying because it's like a lot of these people that be having businesses, they be some of it be luck. Some motherfuckers be falling in the shit. Some motherfuckers just be too lazy to get a job, so I'm going to start a business. But a lot of these motherfuckers not really even qualified to run a hot dog cart or lemonade stand. It was crazy. My girl said the other day with um, our our whole tobacco we had with the moving shit, my girl was like, small businesses be so ridiculous because it's like you don't really care about what you're doing. But it's like you have money or you have the resources to be able to provide a service, or you like, yo, I can do this better than most people. Let me start a business with this. But the thing is, is like once you do that, then you have to learn and study. It's like when you see a doctor who like, excuse me, has their bachelor's degree, then they have their master's degree, then they get their doctorate. They still go to school. It's like a teacher who has their master's. My mother had a master's plus 30, then got her master's plus 60 because you're still learning. Yeah. People at my job, the, 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 all the dispatchers are learning the news. They were in there doing it the other day. You have to continuously learn. You have to learn. continuously learn. Like, perfect example I'll give you. 
uh, as far as small business and motherfuckers not taking the proper steps and learning. My house that's in the process of getting finished right now should be done this week or next week, something like that. Our GC that was on our job, he's a licensed GC is a general general contractor. He because he is because his overall company is licensed in plumbing because they have a master plumber, which is his brother. Mm -hmm. That then makes him licensed in plumbing. But he knows certain things about plumbing, but he's not a master plumber. So he's not constantly going to the courses and the seminars and all that shit, Mm -hmm. learning all the new plumbing shit. So you know what mistake we had to fucking learn because we didn't have a master plumber on the job. We had this person who's a quasi master Mm -hmm. plumber. He put in fucking uh, PEX lines, which go from the uh, like heating units mm-hmm. and the furnace and all of that, and heat the water, that were a max output of 180 degrees. But if you run that to a heater, it's supposed to be 230 degrees. Mm-hmm. So what would have happened is we would have found we would have made a several thousand dollar mistake had we not caught it when we did. Because when you go to cut the fucking heat on, it's going to shred the whole fucking lines. Mm-hmm. So now you got to rerun everything. So the whole issue of not having a master plumber on the job from the rip causes us to backtrack and go all the way back into the fucking beginning of the job. So instead of this person saying, hey, I know X, Y, Z, this, this, and this, and I can install the heaters and all that. But as far as running the lines and shit, you probably need to get somebody else in here. He wanted to make the fucking money, so he just did it anyway, mm-hmm. and we end up getting fucked in the long run because now it's a whole retrace, and it adds five days to this fucking rehab. You know what's crazy about the small business talk is the fact that several people who have, like, businesses have hit me. It's funny because I, I think motherfuckers are, like, scared to deal with you or some shit like that because you're, like, the resident Dame Dash asshole. <laughs> My son has cookies. But I'm not, though. Like, this is the <laughs> thing. It's like people think it's like, oh, Matt's a nice guy, so I'm going to hit Matt about come, come. Motherfuckers will hit me, like, you know, because I, and this is the crazy part. Y'all hit me with the dumb shit. I send it to Chad and we laugh and talk yeah. about it. Motherfuckers will hit me, like, yeah, I want to come on the show and do this, that, and the third, and I'll be like, Why? Wait, wait a minute, huh? <laughs> yeah, I want to, you know, get this out there, you know, this and the third. I'll be like, all right, well, cool. Why don't you buy an ad on the show? Oh, man. Like, the, and it's just like, you don't have an ad budget, do you? Yeah. Because when you have a business, this is some perfect example. We're, we we advertise on Facebook now. It's in our budget. Yes. We advertise the realest podcast ever. So, yeah, when you look up and you see one of our episodes has 16,000 downloads on top of another 8,000 streams, it's like, yeah, we got 24,000 listeners a week because we're advertising yeah. and we're getting it out there. Big, Like, trying to get more. Like, that's what you do when you're trying to build a brand. Yeah. Motherfuckers will have a brand and then just be like, yeah, I'm not putting no money into this shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? And the thing about advertising is... The way advertising works now with the internet because it's such targeted marketing and you have Facebook and Instagram ads and podcast advertising and shit like that, it's such a nominal fee for what you get because a podcast is better than radio because it never goes away. Once something gets ran on radio, if you're not there present in the moment to catch it, you don't catch it. Unless somebody records it and sends it to you or somebody happens to be sitting there at the radio at the exact time and records it and puts it on YouTube, that moment is over. Yeah. A podcast is forever. Mm-hmm. So wherever you center your podcast at, and we're every fucking where, that's how we get to 62 countries, that content never goes away. So every person that goes back and listens to the episodes, again, you get residual... This is why today a girl hit us and was like, yo, where's the new episode? And we're like, oh, we're releasing it Tuesday at midnight. She's like, okay, well, I'm going to listen to old episodes. Cool. 
So now, if you have an ad on one of those old episodes, you get a you get X amount of new ears that hear your ad. I said it earlier. Our Amigos for President episode literally gets downloaded 500 times every fucking week. Yes. It's our most downloaded episode, and it, it has, keeps getting it downloaded. Has over 30,000 between downloads and on-demand streams. Over 30,000 times this has been episodes been played. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you got in with us then on that initial episode and you advertised for a hundred bucks or something like that. The yeah. amount of fucking residual monies you could have made off of that one ad. Look at how Carl is now with the uh, CWBA. Like, and that's just a free one right there. Yeah. Because he, he literally every week. Like, every week. I support y'all and I, I love the way it's going. Cool. It's just what it is. He does something every single week to further our brand, whether we ask him to or not. Whether it's buy an ad. Whether it's put our fucking name on the shorts, whether it's shout us out on Instagram, man telling us he going to other cities, telling people about it. It's just like yeah, he, it's he, like, I, I saw ran into him at the Wawa up by here where we recorded at last week, and he's like, "Yo, I go, he's like y'all show partly is so big in like the Maryland Virginia area because my army base is down there, and I literally go around putting your podcast on everybody's phone on the barracks." You can't pay for shit like exactly. that. Exactly. That's an advocate of the fucking show. Real talk. So it's like, if y'all not willing to invest in your business, nobody's not going to give you nothing. That's not the way fucking America is set up. Unless you motherfucking Donald Trump and your stepfather give you $10 million, whatever the fuck it is, nobody's not going to give you nothing. If you come from where we come from, nobody's not giving you and shit. And I had to tell my, my homie the other day, he again, you know, with the, 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 the foolishness, he was like, yo, Dave East coming to Philly. Get him on the podcast. Relax. Slow down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's just, this is grassroots. Like, people don't understand we're self-funding this. Yes. No one, like, was like, yo, y'all should just come into this nice-ass studio and record for free. It's not, on us. We pay for all this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, yeah, you have to, like, like not be afraid to put that. I mean, it's crazy because there are people who have hit me up who have real live Buy like businesses that are booming, and it'd be like, yeah, buy ad. I mean, what? Like that don't make no sense. And it's like I'm not lying to you. The numbers is there. We yeah. got engineers. They'll they'll email. Listen, it to anytime you. I ever contact anybody, contact me about sponsorship or anything regarding the show, I immediately send them Justin's contact and say, hey, we can verify all of our data. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. It's the, all the fucking numbers are there. And a lot of times I lowball the numbers so that when they contact them, they're like, oh my god, this is fucking stupendous i don't know man y'all gotta be more willing to invest in your business going into another question real quick um she said yo i love the show but she was like um it's funny because matt you seem like you don't like black people um (laughs) real quick i love black people i love them i hate niggas you know what i'm (laughs) saying let's get that out and open but then she says why are you guys so hard on black business can i you got the soapbox Black business. This is this is the the thing, the the biggest thing with me. Like we were just starting to go into it, but this is my thing with black business. We are all black. You understand what I'm saying? I'm black. You're black. I'm pretty sure whoever wrote that is black. You know what I'm saying? How the the how many different nationality of friends do you have? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we have a bunch of black. Like everything you know is black. Black business doesn't try to appease its people. Yeah. Did that make any sense? Yes. It's, like, it's kind of like you hear a nigga what you want. Exactly. <laughs> and and black people, like you said earlier, we're so conditioned and so trained 
to be that short with each other to where you, even if you just was a little nice, might give you a second chance. Service could be horrible. You could be going through a bad day, yep. whatever the fuck is going on. But when I tell you, yo, I'm going to spend my money, I'm going to give you my money. What time we doing this? We doing this at that time. When you don't show up at that time, you already open the door for me to start nitpicking and looking for little stupid shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And once I start nitpicking and looking for little stupid shit, I'm Ellen I. I can find a million right. fucking reasons in here that this shit isn't fucking where it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Fuck is that hole in the wall, cuz. Exactly. <laughs> because this is the thing. Like I told Just, an art engineer who owns the studio is a white person. I told him, yo, we're going to come check the studio out at this time. We came here, checked the studio out. We had an issue with him in, what was that, episode nine, Just? Yeah. With the, with the shit messed up? With episode with the nine. audio, yeah. We had an a issue with episode nine. You know what Just did? Just didn't say, all right, well, uh, you know, we'll just record another one, whatever, whatever. We attempted that messed up. You know what Just said? I'm changing out everything in the fucking studio. We were recording digitally. Now we're recording analog. analog right. We haven't had it completely stopped that issue, gave us a free, sh- yes. free recording, and took discount down on pricing. That's what you're supposed to do. But it's like black business owners will fuck up, and then you be like, and curse you out. And then get, and then get a, <laughs> and you have an attitude with Damn, you. nigga. That's how you going to act, man? Goddamn, about a little funky-ass $35? Well, give me the $35 back if it's a little funky-ass $35. I told you I had an issue with a Philadelphia uh, clothing uh, situation. Where messed the shirt up two, three times, and I kept paying for it. And I'm like, yo, I'll just give you the shirt. I'll bring you a yeah. shirt, and you can do it for me. Because the shirt kept not being the right size. Yeah. It was either too big or too small. And I'm like, look, I had, I can get a white tee. I'll bring it to <laughs> you. You can still charge me the same price. Right. No, we use our own tees that come through tee too tight. This shit look like I'm about to swim with dolphins. This shit look like fucking scuba gear. This is too tight. I'm trying to help you troubleshoot the problem, and you won't and let me. And still paying you the same price, and then giving me it, it's and you just, won't let me. It's, it's just help me, help you, help me. Please, I, I tell you all the time, man. It's like I, I literally, I went out of my way the other day to use a black business with me trying to move, and it was just like so many issues, man. Yeah. So, I mean, just so many to the point where you literally be like. Yeah, I'm just gonna hire some white people next time. <laughs> like, like that's really where you get because I'm just gonna pay triple the price and just get this shit right. <laughs> I told you the issue I had before with trying to get the brakes and the tires put on my car. Yeah. I straight left my man's shop and went to the dealership. You, paid you know what? Three hundred dollars more. The dealership rate me here. You know what I'm saying? But it got done. It got done. It got done fast. And I had like three free pretzels and was like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? But it's like this is the thing when you got an auto shop as a small black business, you got your small little auto shop. You don't have a waiting room. So I'm standing outside because you don't have a waiting room with fucking ESPN on. Right. So it's like, yeah, I might sit in a dealership and pay extra because I can fucking relax. <laughs> you don't have that. So you need to go to I'm extra. very tense standing here. <laughs> <laughs> My thighs are burning. <laughs> you make me uncomfortable, dog. Real talk. It's like you have to go to extra mile. And that's not just for black business. That's any small business. Yeah. You have to go to extra mile. My thing is I'll give anybody a plug. Perfect example. Can I use this yeah. real quick? The biggest podcast, the biggest radio motherfuckers, add them on Twitter. Add them on Instagram. They ain't going to respond to you. At me and you on Twitter. What we do? Every TRPE tweet, we respond back, yep. say something, retweet it. Because we we building the brand. Yeah. Connections. Building, there are people who legit, I speak to every other day now because of this podcast on Twitter. When the podcast drop, they, every little thing back right. and forth, that's just what you do. 
but it's it's small black businesses that will act like they Ralph Lauren when you come into the joint, and it's like the, oh. let's let's do this real quick. The price Philly clothing lines, your pricing is out of pocket. Like we kind of touched on this before on a past episode, but it's like yo, the fact that. Y'all need to buy smarter because you not buying smarter is leading to you charging the end user considerably more money or you just don't give a fuck and you are buying smart and you still trying to rape us on the back end. And it's like you catch more uh, with bees with honey than you do with fucking salt. Like y'all got to like figure a way to shit out. And I'm going to give y'all a hustling analogy. It's the fast money versus slow money aesthetic. You can sell a bunch of fucking million dollar products not a bunch, a handful of million dollar products or a bunch of hundred thousand dollar products. Which one do you want to do? Because the money is in the turnover. Just like a motherfucker selling weed, the money is in the turnover. You need to get through this fucking pound as fast as possible so I can buy more. And then, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to sitting on the shit and hoping that maybe somebody buys it for his high ass fucking number. Yeah. Like, y'all got to get y'all pricing strategies together. Y'all got to get y'all marketing shit together and cut the bullshit. <laughs> like, please. Like, it's crazy. There's so many different little black businesses I've seen come and go so fast. And it'd be like, damn, it was like, it was a breakfast spot I went to that was actually really good. Yeah. And, but I remember the the two times I went there, breakfast was like $17 because it's like you're just charging way too much. And I'm like, it ain't a thing for me. Whatever I got, I ain't tripping. Yeah. But it's like, yo, you in the hood. So it's like, motherfuckers, Poppy store got breakfast for $3. Yeah. Like, like you know why I eat breakfast at most of the times when I do eat breakfast now? Fucking trios on Shelton Avenue. That's a free plug for them because you know why? When I call, they know it's me. They got caller ID. Hey, Chad, what's up? They know it's me calling. When I get there, no matter if it's one minute after I hang the phone up or 10, my shit is done. Like, I've never experienced service like that in my life. Like, if I call a order in, when I get there, my shit is done and ready to fucking go. I'm going to give a free plug too, man, memos. I, I play poker with the owner, right? So I come in. I say, yo, let me get a salad. He was like, what you want? I'm like, I want a chicken Caesar salad. But those jumbo shrimp that you do on a skewer, put like 10 of them on a the salad with the chicken. He's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah. He's like, it's going to be like fucking $25. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, but I want that's right what I want. So he's like, all right, cool, whatever. He make it. I post a picture on Instagram. In the next week, 10, 15 people come I'm in there. Because I posted a picture and put the, yeah. you know, the, the, the uh, location. Yeah. Come in asking, yo, uh, yeah, the salad I seen on Instagram. Da, 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 da. So I'm at Harris. I'm in there playing poker or whatever. And I see him. He was at a, a 510 table. You know, he owns fucking memo. Yeah. He's at a fucking 510 table, whatever. So he comes up to me. We outside talking. He's like, yo, that salad you, you had, like, literally, he's like 15, 20 fucking people came in this week asking about that salad. I'm going to give you a discount. For whenever you come in there. So he, he gave me like a police discount. Yeah. So it's like I got like a 35% off or whatever. And he was like, I might put it on the menu. He's like, it's cool if I like name it the Septimat Salad. So I'm like, yeah, that'd be pretty yeah. fucking fly. But it's like, yeah, he gives me a discount now. I go in there. I I literally, people in my job will like be ordering food. I'll be like, oh, let me order. i call. Right, right, right. Because he just that. And it's like, that's the type of like, I gave him a free plug on Instagram. I'm giving him a free plug now. Yeah. He gives me a discount now. They're like, yeah. that's kind of how business works. It's like, it's one hand washes. And the that's the other another. thing. People out there, black and other, especially black people, business is mutually beneficial. Justin has a studio. We want to do a podcast. 
Justin has a infrastructure for us to get our podcast out to the people in the world. We pay a fee for that. We then get a listener base. We get ad revenue. Everybody wins. And then we we've literally made this. I'm not going to say we made the studio pop, but we're bringing other we're bringing here. other so product here. Justin gives us shit on the back on end. the back end of that. We get a discount now because Carl has a show. If someone else comes through with a show, we get an additional discount. This is the way business works. If not, then it's just you trying to take advantage of me under the disguise of it as quote-unquote business. Mm -hmm. That is my number one pet peeve with dealing with unprofessional motherfuckers. You trying to show me something or sell me something, and the whiffum is not there. Whiffum is what's in it for me. The whiffum does not exist. So it's like if you can't explain to me how I benefit from this transaction, you're just trying to take advantage of me for your own greater good. Exactly. Chad's business corner. I'm here all week. <laughs> all right, here go another question. Um, I'm a loyal listener, and I was wondering, do y'all? And I, these are real questions, by the way. I'm okay. not. I'm not making. You're not this, just making this. I'm shit not up. making this up. People. The questions are overflowing. The questions are lit. Yo, um, I'm a loyal listener, and I was wondering, do y'all plan on adding another co-host in the near future? Absolutely not. This is I was I was gonna <laughs> say this. Clint said it last week. He was like, "I listen to podcasts." You know what I'm saying? I have a podcast. Y'all are just good at this shit. I told you, a girl hit me the other day and was like, "Yeah, it's like y'all been doing this for 20 years," and I'm like, "It's wild because we met maybe like what five six years ago." It's 2017. Yeah, probably like 2010 2011. Yeah, okay, six, seven years ago. Yeah. I'm like, we we just have like a weird, like. Just like when I was sitting here and you you were saying like the fabulous Drake shit, like it popped right in my head. We both are always on the same like tight time yeah. when it comes to the thought process. And I'm like, we, 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 it's crazy because we're like in 50 fucking group chats now with other people. Yeah. Like, but we're, we're in the group yeah. chat with everybody. Yeah. It's just crazy. Uh. And I'm like. We always are on the same type time when it comes to thinking and how yeah. we outlook at certain things. So it's just like only thing me and Matt co-heartedly disagree on is new era basketball. Other than that, we're on the same page with a lot of shit. I mean, no, we disagree, but I think we just have a respect for each other. Yeah, that it's it a respectable disagreement. Exactly. It's a conversation. It's not you, you a fucking dickhead. You like skinny jeans and dark skinned women. Yeah, I like big baggy sweats <laughs> and light skinned women. It's like what the fuck? We're different. Like you know what I'm saying? But it's like. I feel like somebody and don't get it fucked up. I love having people up here. You yeah. know, I love when Carl comes yeah, up. Guess is like, one thing. Love was dope. A, a, a uh, set co-host is another thing. Like perfect example, the Breakfast Club. As good as Charlemagne is on that show, it highlights how bad Envy and Angela are at sometimes because they're not adding any real value to the show. And when they do go to chime in sometimes, it's some of the dumbest shit you ever heard. And it's kind of like, yo, are y'all paying attention to the interview? Are y'all in the interview? And I got to give Ra a special shout out. Uh, you know, me and Ra always argue, but yeah. we never see Facebook. Ra was supposed to be the third person on the show. I respect Ra to death because Ra couldn't have done what he did. Well, a lot of niggas couldn't have done what Ra did. Rob was actually supposed to be on the show with us. You brought the idea to me and Rob yeah. first. Like, yeah, I want to do a podcast with y'all. This group chat is too funny. Yeah. It's too fucking hilarious. There's way too much knowledge that goes into it. I want to do the, the podcast with y'all. Rob straight said, all right. But then Rob thought about it like, you know what? I don't have what y'all have. I don't connect with people the way y'all do. Right. Rob's like, Rob knows he's like the Riddler to people. You right, know what I'm right. saying? <laughs> like, he's just a mad little scientist. And he's like, I don't. He, Rob straight told me this. 
you and Chad have a connectivity that just can't be matched. I don't have that. Right. So I'm a, I fucks with y'all. Y'all know that. Y'all my niggas. But I'm not going to step in the way of y'all on the podcast right. tip. And it's just like, at first I was a little like offended, but then I'm like, I got to respect that right. shit because it's how many people can say that? Like, yo, this just ain't. And that's what I always say. Staying in your lane. That's another thing, too, when it comes to business, not to go back. But don't do a business just because you see it being profitable for someone else. Right. Really have the love or the want to be the best you can be in yeah. that shit. You know what I'm saying? And Chad, no, how long did it take me to really be like, you know what? I'll do the podcast. Right. Eight months. Because really, <laughs> I went, Chad, the, the average motherfucker was like, yeah, all right, bet. But me, if you know, I straight was like, I'll let you. I, I, yeah. Because I'm like, I don't, I, I'm never that bull. Never that bull. I played poker. You know what I mean? I told you, motherfucker, yeah. yo, show me how I play poker, fam. I started playing this shit in 06 in a fucking car studio, like a, a car stereo garage, right. and then started playing house games. It took me three years before I went to the casino and actually played for fucking, right. like, big amounts of cash because you got to be good before you doing that crazy shit. You'll lose your fucking life in a casino. Mm-hmm. But motherfuckers see things and be like, oh, bet, I'm going to do that. Like, think about it. I, there's people who I follow on Instagram who... Every six months, they doing something A different new. hustle. And it's like, I don't not getting money. Get your money, do your thing. But it's like uh, another joint. People, motherfuckers always, yo, why you don't promote parties? And I'd be like, why? They'd be like, because you got crazy amount of followers, and your followers actually listen to you. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not a party promoter. Right. And he, my, my one homie in my barbershop, he's like, that, what, that don't make no sense. He's like, I see motherfuckers promoting parties out of nowhere all the time. I'm like... Yeah, and they disrespectful to the art right. of fucking party promoting. That's what you don't understand. Because it every, is a art to this Everything shit. that happens has a science. Like any, like I always take pe- tell people anything with numbers has a numerical algorithm. That's the reason motherfuckers really don't understand poker or six-card rummy or anything right. but fucking cards. There are 52 cards, 13 of each suit. It, it's, it's a numerical algorithm. You have to understand this shit. Parties. There are people who can cook their ass off but can't run a restaurant. Exactly. That shit is hard. You have to really understand your craft and really know what you're doing. And want, like you're going to always have to learn and always be better. Yeah. You ever watch Bar Rescue? He got going and these motherfuckers is a million dollars in yeah. debt and all this crazy shit. Some people are talent. Some people are the business or the brain. A lot of times... The talent needs to link up with the brain in order to make it a business. And I, I'm going to say this just because I'm, I'm just the realest podcast ever. I'm just being real. I had like a couple motherfuckers like, yo, you funny as shit. You should do your own podcast. And I'm like, no, you sound <laughs> fucking retarded. And I'm like, granted, yeah, I'm kind of the comedian. I got more jokes, I think, than Chad. But I'm like, Chad is such an integral. Like, I'm like, this shit don't work if Chad don't do it. Right. This is just going to be me talking into a mic about nothing. You understand what I'm saying? I'm like, you don't see the fact that I'm going to just be all the way live. I don't do none of the show rundowns. I literally, you think of what I told you today. Do we have a show? Do we have a show? <laughs> like, and what I do? I, send it right to I'm you. I'm like, do we have a show this week? Because Lord knows I'm not on that shit, boss. It's like, I, and that's that's another thing that always bothers me with black people. It's like, the I'm, undermining I'm, shit. I'm David Ruffin, and these are the temptations. Right. That mentality. It's like, Think about if David Ruffin would have just stayed in fucking line. He'd probably have lived till he was 70, 80 years old. Exactly. And got money the whole time. But no, you go left and burn. I, I hate that because it's always a nigga that's like, damn, man, I'm trying to do this for myself. Or I'm trying to. Uh, right. Nah, because sometimes that just don't work. You understand what I'm saying? 
per, perfect example again, Andre 3000. These Outkast albums just work. Yeah. It's no need for me to drop a solo album. You understand what I'm saying? Even though Big Boy keep trying. <laughs> and I, Andre's I, like, you know what? That's cool, but it ain't for me. Like, and I, you I, have to respect that but about I, I, me. I had two people say that to me, and it, like, it kind of offended me. I'm just like, what? Like, no, nah, like, this nigga came to me with this idea. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, he, my one, he like, oh, man, I'm just saying, like, I'm like, you, you, he's like, you, like, funny, like, I see niggas like Bill Burr and them got their own. And I'm like, yeah, but that's them, and it worked for them. Right. What worked was good for you, ain't good for me. What's good for the goose ain't good for the gander, ain't that right. the old term and shit? <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, we do that way too much. It's like, look at the, the chick now. Like, you start feeling yourself instantly. Oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing it. And it's just like, no, nah, you disrespectful to the other motherfuckers who've been doing this. And I'm not saying. That you can't go into another lane or can't get no money right. doing. I I probably could promote a party if I felt like it, but nah. I I, I told my girl I'm like I watched the shit Chad go through. Nah, it's just not for me. Right. You know, like real shit. It's just not. Like um, here go a good question. I love how you guys talk about music. Y'all are always going at it about old music, new music. Where does your love for music come from? Um, my initial love for music came from like video music box and MTV the first images of rap music in particular that I fell in love with was Easy E and uh Eric B and Rakim and that was like simultaneously it was uh, I ain't no joke I remember having the uh Rakim and Eric B paid in full tape as a kid was my mom's tape but I remember seeing that around the house and listening to that um and I remember seeing the NWA we want easy video where easy was in jail rapping with the fucking head microphone on mm-hmm. and then jump through the fucking screen at the concert. Yeah, the shit fucked my head up. I'm like, yo, this is the greatest shit I ever seen in my life. And ever since then, I've just been in love with rap music and rap culture. I, it's wild. Like my, my parents were so musically inclined. Like my mom used to play music all the time. You know, the Marvin Gaye's, yeah. the, uh, Stevie wonders, you know what I'm saying? All of that. My dad, like, you, did you live in the house with your dad? Uh, For a little bit. Like, my dad's an older black man. Like, old black men had, like, 14 machines they had to turn on <laughs> for their music back yeah. in the day. And that was my pop. All the, Like, he had this whole wall of stereo equipment. And it'd take him 20 minutes to turn all that <laughs> shit on. But once he get it on, it's like my pop would be, And he'd be playing every... I'm talking about, like, you know, Chubby Checker, fucking James Brown, uh, what's Bruce Springsteen? You know yeah. what I'm saying? The boss, my my pop, like you know, a lot of niggas don't know that, but that's Bruce Springsteen's nickname, yeah. the boss. And my pop was like, "Who is this big nigga running around with this beard all talking about he the boss? That ain't the boss, <laughs> like because <laughs> like, Bruce Springsteen is right. the boss. You know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, like I remember listening to Fine Young Cannibals. You know what I'm saying? Like MC Hammer, Vanilla Ice, you name it. My pop yeah. would play anything down there records or cds or tapes? all that records i remember when like cds first became a thing i did too because my pop had a big record player and you know my pop got uh the original thriller with the lyric sheet Holy around shit. the vinyl yeah like my pop had all of them joints and like he he just had records i remember like back in our in our basement he had a bunch of uh 45s yeah like you know young niggas don't even yeah, know about that like fuck is a 45 exactly like a, like a burner like an acp like, nigga 45 like, yo, nigga, acp nigga, nigga, the heat. <laughs> lemon squeeze lime on yeah. me nigga. nah but like real shit like and 
used to play music just all the time. So yeah. it was just like, and I tell people all the time, music is like a soundtrack. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's music that make you instantly happy. Like we was talking about Uzi joint earlier. Yeah. Like um, it do not matter. Ne- to, to, for for as long as I'm probably al- as long as I'm probably alive, when Snoop Dogg Doggy Style come on, I mean uh, that's the album. Uh, what's my name? Yeah. It's just always a or feel- nothing but a G thing. It's just always it's a feel good song. More money, more problems is another one for me. Like it's music that triggers sadness that make yeah. you you know people like oh Mary J album gonna be lit because she broke up with it. It's just. Music is the soundtrack to life. So anybody I meet that's like, I don't really like music. I don't. What? Right. You're <laughs> out of your fucking mind. Like I. Like, Die, cuss. Yeah, because music is just that important. So it's just like, yeah, like that was dope. Um. Let's take one more. I'm not even responding to this. <laughs> Word through the grapevine is that the chick is hosting y'all. Sh- is gonna guest host on y'all show. Say uh, it ain't so. What word did you hear that yeah, from? What, what word? Me that? and Matt both went on the record on Twitter and said that's not happening. I don't give a platform to foolishness. I, that that's something. I, I, Ross said the other day, like it should be a privilege to yeah. come talk. He's like, I like the the fact that y'all both stand like everybody that. can't come to the Breakfast Club. Everybody can't come up here. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't got nothing to say, you don't, you're not on nothing progressive, you don't have, like, a, a defined product or a direction that you're heading in, like, you don't need to come up here. Top five requests. Top okay. Five, top five, top five. Top five basketball teams ever. Um, 2001 Lakers. Um, What was the the 72-10 and 10 Chicago Bulls team? 96. That's the 9697, right? Yeah, 9697. Or 9597. I think it was the 9596. The 72 and 10 Bulls team. Um I really like the Rockets team that won the championship. Oh, Olajuwon? Olajuwon's team. They were they were deep and they played defense too. Um that's 3. Uh Showtime Lakers. And the probably last year Cavaliers. Mm. I wouldn't put them on there, but that's that's an interesting choice. Why? Down three one. I respect it. Um, well, definitely the O one Lakers. Um, definitely the ninety six Bulls. Um, the nineteen ninety Pistons. Bad when boy. Dennis Rodman won the uh, defensive player, they were retarded. Like, that team was nuts. Um, I'm going to give props to a team that didn't win a chip. The 95 Knicks, because they were the shit. Fucks with the 95 Knicks. And I don't fuck with the Warriors, so I'm not putting them <laughs> on there. I uh, thought about putting them on there, but it's like... Lost the championship. You get you had a fucking you had a collapse, man. What seventy three nine? On on some because I like all of them dudes minus Ray, the 08 Celtics. I'm gonna throw them on there. I hate that fucking team. I I fucked with everybody on the team. How did you didn't you didn't fuck with Garnett? I, I, I hated Paul Pierce. I hated that iteration of Kevin Garnett because he was like being a fucking dickhead. Like them whole years in Boston, he was he wasn't a dickhead in Minnesota. No, I just feel like he was just Minnesotaed out, and he was just angry. And then you know, 
Yeah, they beat the shit out of the Lakers. You know, you know we both they beat Lakers the shit fans. out of the Cavs too. Remember that they had the yeah. game seven and shit. Paul Pierce dunked on Bron and shit. Yeah, Kobe, yeah. Kobe made them niggas stand out there and watch them celebrate. Yeah. And this is why Kobe's one of the three, four best players ever because he came back the championship next year and whooped a fucking ass. Yeah. You know how hard it is to do some shit like that, to come back? That's another reason why I respect that Cavs team. Yeah. They came back and beat the team that beat them. Yeah. A better version of that team. Draymond a year better, and they fucking took the championship after being down 3-1. Yeah. Crazy heart. All right, one last question, and we're going to get the hell out of here. Um, We're going to save something next week. Um, it's lit. Would you <laughs> this is funny. Would you guys ever host your own weekend? That's funny. Um, I'm thinking about it. Are you really? Oh yeah, you did mention that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm yeah. thinking about it. Um I got a couple ideas. I got a couple ideas. I'm thinking about doing it. But it's just like I just want to do it in such like a a cool way to where it's like not even like mass promoted, like 'cause I don't want I don't want everybody to come. Like, I want the cool motherfuckers and, like, the dope chicks to come, but not just from Philadelphia. Like, Philly really could stay home. <laughs> you know what I'm like, give me, like, the one percenters of Philadelphia, like, the few motherfuckers that's left that's cool and smart and wear nice clothes and fucking have manners. Let them come, but then let's have the people from this, those same people from Miami and from Atlanta and Detroit and we all go somewhere and have a fucking dope-ass time. You know what I mean? Three, four hundred people. It don't got to be a thousand motherfuckers that's uh, sitting around looking crazy, being in the way, breaking things, getting on people's nerves. All right, one last question. Why is Philly so out of control when it comes to the hate and negativity? Uh, I was explaining this to uh, my man uh, Ion when we was together earlier. Philly's the most hating market, and it's the most dicky in market at the same time. It's like they hate on everything, but then soon as that you know, once you rise above the hate and you don't need their help anymore, now everybody wants to help you. It's like the weirdest fucking dynamic ever. <laughs> it's like, yo, you know I don't need your help, right? No, but I'm just saying, anything you need me to do, where were you when I needed your fucking help a year and a half ago? Like, and it's just so weird. And it's just like everybody's like in an imaginary rat race competing against like their imaginary haters or. The, the person that told them they was a dumb dickhead in sixth grade or whatever yeah. it is, whatever fucking motivation it is, it's just like people are weird and shit, man. Yo, and it's weird. just like it says so much like insecurity is a big part of it. Like motherfuckers not secure in who they are. And um, it's just kind of like annoying to see and to deal with. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good uh, answer. I mean, I've extensively, like, thought about this, and it's just kind of like I came to the conclusion I, that— I, I tried, like, three years ago, and I it literally, like— You ever see the show where— uh, What's the chick was dating? The boy was dating Iggy. Um, Nick Young? Where he, like— Yeah, yeah, the question yeah, question like, That's how it was because it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's like you see people that talk shit about somebody, tear him down, then— watch him like ascend then it's like oh that's our guy yeah then when he gets to the top and he's there then it's like yeah hey, we don't really fuck with ball yeah it's like it's a roller co i'm in a glass case of emotion that's yeah. how the shit is i you mean know? The, the insecurity and um and the lack of confidence is is probably a big part of it like i literally found out yesterday like i got a motherfucker that's out here 
that's supposed to be arguing with me that's still mad at me from some shit that happened ten years ago. Like oh, just wow. like just told somebody about an incident that we had ten years ago and he's still mad. You know what's crazy is I saw somebody from my, my old neighborhood and um we was talking whatever whatever and he was asking me if I still felt some type because we like had a little yeah. wild ass brawl back in the day and he was like asking me if I still and I'm like honestly yo like I hadn't thought about that. You made hundred eight thousand last year, bro. I didn't even think about 107. it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I didn't even think about it. But I'm <laughs> like he, I was I was driving the, the, the bus and I, I'm just like. And that's another problem with niggas. Niggas keep shit going. Yeah, and like niggas and you, don't know how to let. You go. you know what's crazy is, and I I was I was in the the store one day and I saw the nigga that I, I like had an issue with back in the day, and like he was just all like tight and tense and this and I'm just like, get what you getting, man. Like just, right. or get out the way so I can pay for this shit and get out of here. Like, like you, and I, I try to explain it to my, my my homie. I'm like, all this shit happened when we was eighteen. Right. Like I'm 32, like I'm I super I, over. Like I honestly don't even think about certain right. shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like why would I? Yeah. I'm on a whole new fucking platform of life, and that's that's that be my thing. I feel like with a lot of Philly, it's like motherfuckers. It's not that motherfuckers can't grow. I think they don't want. Yeah, to. they won't grow. They they, they just don't. They, they don't have the want. Yeah. Like you got motherfuckers. Like I told you when I started trucking and going cross country. Like, damn, yo, it's really so much shit out here that has nothing to do with Philly. Yeah. has nothing to do with them blocks, nothing to do with that neighborhood. My man Bonnick told me, he's like, listen, I was in the Hollywood Hills with him and uh, a very, very rich friend of ours at their fucking mansion. And he's like, yo, it's dope shit going on all around the world at all times. Like, all the, think all about you being Philly right now, what you would be doing, but you're not. You're here. So just think, take that mentality and just go conquer the fucking world. Like, yo, the world is bigger than fucking Philadelphia, man. And I, I I feel like it's just negativity everywhere, but I feel like you get the negativity negativity when you look for it. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Like, and that's what Clint kind of preached to me with the whole comedy shit. Because for like, again, like you did with the podcast shit, for a good, I don't know, month and a half, two months, I gave him all of the what ifs. Man, what right. if I go up there and bomb? What if I, you know? And he like, dog, stop fucking worried about that. Yeah. Just go the fuck up there. Then. I finally go up there and like smash at the first joint I did. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm talking about motherfuckers was taking pictures with me after the show. I'm like, oh, this is some old other shit. Right. And it's just like, damn, my mind being so Philly was so worried about the dumb shit yeah. that I couldn't even see this. You right. know what I'm saying? And like, even with the podcast, I couldn't see this podcast being that successful right. that fast. But it's just like, yeah, now I'm telling you, I'm like, all right, yeah, this shit is real now. What yeah. the fuck? We here. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, that be the thing. It's like, I feel like motherfuckers here worry too much about negativity and bullshit that don't mean nothing in the grand scheme of life and what it means to be successful. Motherfuckers is going to work, making their money, people trying to, you know, create investments and get their credit right and and do shit that matters so that they can travel or buy a girl a fucking Cartier love break. Motherfuckers is just on di- on different type of times. Different type shit. And yeah. niggas be really stuck on the same old bullshit and it's so nutty and so corny and it's like yo your insecurity is going to be and your vanity is going to be your downfall because eventually you're going to run into somebody who's not playing with you Mm -hmm. or somebody that's as tough as you think you are or tougher than you and you're going to have to prove that shit and it's completely avoidable and it's completely unnecessary I walk around 
unscathed by myself. I treat everybody with respect. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Excuse me. Pardon me. My bad. All of that because I demand the same respect in, 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 in return. And if you go out of your way to disrespect me, it's going to be the point of no return. But let's not do that. Let's just show each other the same mutual respect and just be cool. And you exist in your – you don't got to like me, but you exist in your world and I exist in mine. Yeah, Philly is a wild place. It's funny. I walked in here today, and uh, it was a guy he, – he records his podcast here. Yeah. And, you know, you just tell a Philly nigga, you know, the beard, tattoos, yeah. whatever. And I walked right in, and he put his hand out. And we shook hands, and he yeah. said his name to me, and I said, Matt. He's like, nice to meet you. And then as he was leaving, he's like, yo, great meeting. You boy shook my hand and left. And it was just like, that was cool. That was yeah. thorough. Because you just don't see it all the time. Yeah. It's just like the average nigga that you walk in, he ain't even going to acknowledge you going about his business. <laughs> it, 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 like, that shit is real, but yeah. it's just like, damn. Now I respect this guy because yeah. he, like a gentleman, what's going on? Be like, that's the way you're supposed to move and it's supposed to act. Way we need way more gentlemanly I think that behavior. Was, it, it just walked off. I think that his his that name is Fats Two One Five or Two One Five Fats. Okay, he 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 does a show here. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, yeah, that was dope. Like, cause you, you know, that was a, yeah, that was his that name. It is just like, yeah, like that's the way you're supposed to be. The little things people don't understand that the he was little telling me things he listened to the show a, and loved the show. The like, little things it. go so far, man. So far. So far. So far. But y'all, y'all don't teach this. Like, I know you seen my snaps the other day when I was going off about driving a sex. That everybody was hitting me. And I'm like, I'm not making this shit up. This shit is right. a god. Like, it's people that are really. I wish I didn't have to report I this. I wish shit. I didn't have to say this, but it's motherfuckers that are really this ignorant, that are really this just like yeah. dead in the head. They don't understand the respect for the next person. Common sense when it comes to people. I've never in my life just put money in anything or put money in front of somebody's face and stood there. I don't give a fuck what I'm buying. Right. If I go up to the nigga selling waters at the red light, yo, can I get a water? And pre- like, I'm not about to just pull up and put a right. dollar out the window in his <laughs> face because that's rude as shit. Yeah. People really don't get that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we could. That's that's a whole long discussion. Yeah, man. Amazing questions this week. And we Definitely. still got some I'm saving. We, yeah, we no, we're going to save some more. Y'all hit the email crazy. They was still sending emails while we was here. Yeah. Just flashed a sign and it said we had seven downloads uh, while we were sitting here. I guess people holding me to my 1130 uh, aesthetic. What's <laughs> <laughs> Where is the show, motherfucker? What's crazy is while we recorded, somebody just added us on Twitter. Um, UNC, UNC Diddy need to release the new episode of We Burning Down that motherfucking studio. <laughs> then I got another ad that says, um, uh, where was it at? Yeah, it's it's the picture of Birdman sitting there with his arm arms full, <laughs> and it says, "Is y'all finished or y'all done?" Like, what the fuck is going over this week in the podcast? So I was laughing at that shit, and um, then I was like, "Yo, we in the studio right now? Yeah. Give us about an hour." And then he put the joint with the Kanye joint like this, and he says, "You know what they say? Um, don't ask people uh, comment this week. Is y'all done? You know what I'm saying?" Like. <laughs> Fuck that! Like this shit is crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's like we apologize. Matt was moving. I was traveling. I got another John says, "Yo, um, no TRPE this week. Um, is Chad still in the Tangiers fucking with Ginger? Like what the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> this shit is crazy. Like that's dope, man. If people really, really, people move. really, really fuck with the show, y'all support the show. We can't say thank you enough, but thank y'all. Um, you know for for helping us. You know to get where we are. Um. The podcast is doing phenomenal numbers. We need y'all to help us get that same success on the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the YouTube. Watch the videos on YouTube. Just uh, search TRPE. They're going to pop right up. What is the episodes? Uh, 
and then 17 will be up later this week. And, um, I mean, we just appreciate all the continued support. But, yeah, blow our YouTube up. Make sure you all subscribe. Make sure you all turn on the notifications for new videos when you do subscribe and go through and like and comment on every single video if you can. Por favor. Yeah. Any parting shots? Any administrative things that you need to talk about? Uh, No. Nah. Subscribe, download, comment. Let's get them comments yeah, let's get them rolling comments up. Let's get them five stars iTunes. rolling. Um, the YouTube channel is there. The merchandise pre-order will happen pre-order. in the next seven to ten days. We'll yep. get that all out. Um, shirts, dad hats, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Maybe one or two buckets. I want a bucket. Um, iTunes, yeah, iTunes reviews. Yeah. Make sure y'all do that. Know, do that. Um, got a couple nice little guests coming through here in the next yeah. couple weeks. I'm working on a super big guest. and We almost... I can tell you this now. We almost had him for Friday. He had a show in the area, but I had to fucking go to Vegas. And be at the Tangiers. And be at the Tangiers with fucking Ginger and uh, Nikki Santoro. Uh, but it's going to it's gonna happen. Yeah. The good news is it's going to happen. Big, big musical guest. Yeah. Um, we supposed to have a uh, a couple different guests uh, this week. Oh, yeah. Follow TRP2017 oh, yeah, on Twitter. Forgot about the Twitter. Um, supposed to have some guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, a f- close friend of mine. Philly music legend does art now. Not gonna say his name. Uh, another local Philly person got a popping ass movie out right mm-hmm. now. I'm not gonna say his name yet. Another guy who was in a popping ass movie. movie. Yeah, have him come through here. That's gonna be a real serious show. Yeah. Um. You know, but we 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 doing good. We doing our thing, man. Um. The numbers is good, man. The the, the video is good. You know, we love y'all, man. We appreciate man, the, I, you know, the 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 rabbitness of the fan base, yeah. man. We appreciate it, man. Definitely. So we out. We out. Episode seventeen in the books. Holla. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.